Top three? Top three. Uh, okay. Uh, McDonald's. Jack. No, not Jack. Why McDonald's, though? McDonald's is so it's good. It's the worst, dude. The fries? Are you kidding me? The fries are good. The Big Mac? Okay, the fries are good. The Big Mac. The nuggets are cool. The Big Mac. Big Mac's whatever. It's the Quarter Pounder? It's plastic, dude. I don't know if it's plastic, but I do know it tastes good. All right, so McDonald's. McDonald's. Uh-huh. Jack in the Box. Okay, great. Carl's Jr. Carl's. I'm going to go with Carl's. Western Bacon. Cheaper. Western Bacon. Uh, $6 I think burger. The, is it a mozzarella and mushrooms? Mozzarella or is it a Philly? Mushroom. Or is it a Philly? Oh, you're talking about the... You're talking about the Mushroom Swiss. Mm-hmm. They don't have that anymore. Okay, well, that, that was, that was, that was a top-tier burger, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with Yoshinoya. I don't know if Papa John's is fast food, but I'm going to go with that. Yeah, it's a pizza. It's a pizza joint. Yeah, and maybe Carl's. Yoshinoya's all it's right. Between, no, it's, I'm going to go with Carl's. Carl's Jr. Yeah, I agree with you. Carl's Jr. has like, I love their fries. I love their burgers, especially. They're like the most experimental when it comes to burgers. Why not Yoshinoya though? For Yoshinoya, if I want to have Japanese food, I want it to be proper Japanese food. And okay, I'm doing Yoshinoya. Fast food. I know, but if I'm doing fast food, I'm not going to half-ass it with Yoshinoya. Yoshinoya is like the midpoint between fast food and like proper like Japanese. But then Japanese. why can I say that about every fast food chain? Because like there is no, there is no fine dining for like burgers. For Japanese there food, there is. is if you like what like DJs, no, the no, habit, like, uh, Five Guys. That's not fine dining. That's yeah. okay, but it's a lot better than okay McDonald's. Okay, I was gonna say In and Out, but In and Out's more of a regional thing. If like you're not from California, Nevada, or Arizona, or mm-hmm. Texas, you might not know what In and Out is. So I'll leave that out. And the only thing In and Out I really like is the they just have one burger just done three different ways. So McDonald's, Jack in the Box. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, in and out and Carl Jr. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Duo Sense podcast. As always, I am your ever faithful, ever loyal host, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the lost cause himself, the undisputed, undefeated, the badger of the high desert. He's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary one. Hey guys, Johnny. I I was almost there, Johnny. I almost I wanted you to at least wait until I, I said your name. The whole thing out. <sighs> it's a little. The intro's a little lengthy though. It's supposed to be. We should just go with the lost cause and leave it at that. I wanted to eventually get to the point where like I've added so many things. It's like a full minute of just like hype, just lead up, just intro, just like you know, like on the old days, like when they introduce a character and they're like the warden of the west, the you know when they list like all the titles that somebody has like in a, a mm-hmm. fantasy book like the breaker of chains the like all the like their outer accolades yeah but it's just like all about your stuff it's like the architect of the valley or you know and then like i don't know the uh, well i don't know what other stuff you've done that i could add to it but you get what i'm saying <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen so let's go ahead and get started we have a girthy episode this week <laughs> that's an interesting choice of words it's a very, it's a information-packed episode. Uh, I know as soon as I said girthy, I looked at Johnny Shit. just to see if he, would get, if he was going to say anything. And he did. All right, Johnny, so let's go ahead and start. We have uh, five kind of stories for today. One that's massive that we cannot, I feel like in good conscience, we cannot just like overlook because 
while it's not exactly super video game related, it is video game adjacent. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to look like you want to laugh. You say that word, dude. That's adjacent. It's gonna stick around the whole the pod. Girthy. It's in the atmosphere now. Girthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of this. I, I I reminds me of a meme I saw where it was Cloud and Sephiroth. Like you know what their swords look like, right? Yeah. And and uh, Sephiroth saying like length, and then Cloud's like girth <laughs> or something like that. Like they're arguing whose sword is better. You said it was me. Yeah, it was like a little drawing. Because Sephiroth has like the super long but thin uh, uh, katana. Okay. Yeah. And then Cloud has like the shorter but like wider blade. Stubby. Yeah. So it reminded me of that. Anyways, this article comes from CBS News. And depending on how, how well read it is, we might go into another article. Uh, it says Activision Blizzard faces fallout from employees and gamers angered by response to lawsuit. Outrage is growing among employees and customers of video game maker Activision Blizzard with both groups calling for company officials to fix the frat boy work culture that allegedly drove one woman to commit suicide, according to sexual harassment lawsuit filed last week by California regulators. More than 2,000 current and former employees, according to the latest tally, signed an open letter to company leadership earlier this week denouncing the game maker for its abhorrent and insulting response to a lawsuit by California Department I'm sorry, California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing. The DFEH lawsuit accuses Santa Monica-based Activision Blizzard of gender pay discrimination and of allowing ongoing sexual harassment complaints to go unresolved. In the letter, employees petitioned for immediate corrections from the highest level of our organization. Activision Blizzard said last week that the lawsuit allegations are inaccurate, adding that the picture the DFEH paints is not the Blizzard workplace of today. While we're on that note, I'm going to go ahead because I don't think this article is going to mention it. I'm going to go to my home website, uh, the the website that I actually write for because we did cover this. I didn't write about it, but somebody else did uh, that I know for sure they mentioned what the actual lawsuit is about. So let me just take us over let me find it right here there's more on top of what you just mentioned well a more thorough kind of deep dive so this article is now i'm jumping to another one this one is from geeknewsnow.net which is the outlet that i write for sometimes that i volunteer write for uh this one's written by my friend david fur that's his name says lawsuit filed against activision blizzard for creating unsafe work environments so here we go video game giant activision blizzard inc maker of games including world of warcraft and diablo and Call of Duty and other ones, fosters a, quote, frat boy, end quote, culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation. According to the complaint filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Superior Court, female employees make up around 20% of the Activision workforce and are subjected to a, quote, pervasive frat boy workplace culture, end quote. The agency alleges male employee employees play video games during the workday while delegating responsibilities to female employees, engage in sexual banter, and joke openly about rape, among other things. In an investigation that spanned over two years, so actually it's it started in 2018 when they started investigating, so it's mm. closer to three, but I think it has it's over two years. Uh, uncovered the discriminatory practices. Female employees allegedly be being held back from promotions because of the possibility they might become pregnant, which, by the way, super illegal in California. 
uh, being criticized for leaving to pick their children up from daycare and being kicked out of lactation rooms so that male colleagues could use that room for meetings, the complaint says. Activision Blizzard Inc. made $8.1 billion last year. However, these new allegations could be a devastating blow to the company. The original filing to the courts can be read here. It's I read I read the court. It's a long 30-page thing. Mm-hmm. And like half of it is kind of just legal jargon that I couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. But like the stuff they talk about is like crazy. Like how that could even be allowed in any company is, am- is amazing. Okay. Uh, amazing in a bad way, not in a good way. Hold on. There were multiple instances involving one of the senior creative directors was allowed to, quote, engage in blatant sexual harassment with little or no repercussions, end quote. Things like this would happen in full view of other male employees as well as supervisors at BlizzCon, the company's annual convention. One female employee at Activision Blizzard committed suicide allegedly due to sexual relationships she was having with her supervisor, and another employee confirmed that the female employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having her nude photos passed around at the company holiday party, the complaint says. Activision Blizzard has denied the allegations made in the lawsuit, saying it contains, quote, distorted and in many cases false descriptions, end quote, of the company's past. Uh, what was that? Oh, I got lost right now. Oh, the company added that it was sickened by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing's decision to mention the employee who died, saying her suicide had, quote, no bearing whatsoever, end quote, on the case. While we find this behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation, the company added. Activision Blizzard are the creators of some of the most popular games, and this seems to go all the way up to the lat up the ladder. There is no place in America's workforce for harassment on this scale without someone in leadership stepping up, and it appears that the leadership was allegedly in on it. End quote. Okay, so it ends right there. Uh, Johnny, did you have a question? Because I have more to say about I actually read the whole document. Uh, it's written in a way for like the public to kind of understand, but there's a lot of legal jargon in there. Like, There's three major issues with the three major points that the suit brings up. Did you have a question? So I get a question. I'm still processing. Okay. So in the suit, they're actually filing on three different things. One, uh, uh, discrimination based off of them, of women not being promoted despite there's a lot of instances they cite where women actually on record, like on the written financial reports work, did like way more work or they did more um, like for a specific department that's in charge of like advertising. Like they, the, the, there was a case where a woman did way more like advertising for her, um, campaigns and like put more hours put more work into it and actually had way more gains like reflected on the report for the company than her male counterpart but the male counterpart was the one that got promoted to the next chain or whatever well that was the question i was i was gonna ask you because yeah i don't believe activision blizzard but at the same time i i can't just run with an allegation right well these are all yeah that's why it says allegedly because a lot of this stuff is allegedly once i hear allegedly i'm just like okay i need to like temper my rage about harassment and shit right i want to know exactly how they come to these conclusions like what proof of is there like what what are the numbers like what are the work hours like all, all that stuff right well we don't have that proof because this has is almost a three-year investigation yeah i have to imagine for at this point for them to file that to put that out there they have to have something to back it up they can't just be like hearsay. No, for sure i i, I imagine there's something uh-huh but in order for me to critique it i kind of want like the final verdict on it you know well 
this isn't even like a full case yet. This isn't even like, this is just like, this is like the opening kind of like, we're filing this lawsuit. Like we, mm-hmm. we haven't even like gotten into like the defense or like any of like the back and forth stuff. Like it hasn't even gone to court yet. This is just mm-hmm. like opening. This is what we wanted. This is the issue we have. This is why we're going to the courts and we have the, it's about these grievances and we have evidence based on these grievances. Like we'll present once we, actually that's, that's get started on, like the actual yeah it's this is this is like the opening salvo so to speak of like the first shot kind of thing this isn't like a war uh, to put it into another like metaphor this isn't like a war yet this is like declaration kind of thing mm-hmm. like we haven't even gone to the battlefield yet okay. so to speak so of course you know activision blizzard of course is like oh like none of this is true or like some of the stuff they cited hasn't happened like in years they said that's mm-hmm. like their response so far because there's things in here like they mentioned like okay first of all they said like it's not here i i read it somewhere i think it was uh the ceo bobby Kodig or somebody else mentioned like oh, like so like first of all that person they cited in the suit like has not worked with us for like five years something like that so like there's stuff like that it's like kind of all inclusive like where it's kind of like just in general but they haven't said it like oh like this is the most recent thing that has happened they're kind of just like we've been investigating for a couple of years and this is stuff that's that's we've seen and even on Twitter, I've seen, like, there's, like, former Blizzard employees, like, well, mostly women, of course, who have come out and said, like, yeah, this is what's been happening. Like, I when I worked there, like, this is, like, the kind of treatment I used to get. There was, um, in the actual suit, there's, like, the 30-page the document, there's mention of um, a woman, ex- she complains to HR. Mm-hmm. And if you have experience with HR, you know, HR is really only there to protect the business. HR is not really looking out for, like, individuals that care more about, like, is this going to affect the corporation? Kind yeah, of thing, right? but HR, yeah, everyone, no one likes HR, and you know that's kind of it's kind of like the DMV. No one likes the DMV, kind yeah, of thing. But they do get they do the job. job. They have to do the job. That's right. Yeah. And so there was a Blizzard employee on Twitter. She mentioned how she went to HR, and HR was like, "Oh, like that's just men, boys being boys, kind of thing." And like, mm-hmm. and they kind of like swept it under the rug. And then another person who spoke out how. Uh, they went to HR and then like HR said, okay, we'll take care of it. And then she noticed like they never took, not only did they not take care of it, but then she started getting like retaliation from like the upper guys were like, like they weren't giving her as many like, um, as assignments or they were kind of just like not keeping her out of meetings at that point. Like I could see that happening. Like it's clearly like, okay, like you're a problem person. Like we're just not gonna, we're just gonna push you out kind of thing. So there's a lot of people. uh, I mean, I want to believe I don't want to believe that's true, but I mean, like, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. A lot of the, because a lot of people from other, like, studios are saying, like, oh, yeah, like, that's not just happening at Blizzard. That happens at our studio or that happened at another studio I used to work at. So, like, it seems like the, the you know, the boys club thing is very pervasive in, like, video game uh, development, which I understand it because it's, like, mostly guys and, you know, as somebody who's kind of grown up with like having like guy circles and then like when a woman comes in you're kind of like at first you're kind of like oh like i don't know she's a good fit for the group but like in a business setting you can't really do that you know what i'm saying well what you just said i think applies for anybody even including males well have you ever been that kind of situation where you're where as a guy because we don't we're not women so we can't really see it from their point of view but like how you're being kind of like like oh like i don't know about this person yeah but it ha- i mean with me but it, it has nothing to do with like their race or their gender it's just who, what's the new person about right but it, i'm saying like in this in this case it seems like you mentioned in the article how it's like 20 percent of activision's workforce is women so that's like one out of every five mm-hmm. 
and like there's no excuse for like sexual harassment. There was one of the men, one of the things I read was about how wait, what does it have to do with twenty percent? That the that the women are clearly outnumbered at the company. Okay. And one of the articles that not the articles, I'm sorry, the the actual suit mentions how there was um a, a female employee who was being hit on by like one of her supervisors at BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And then when she reported to HR, like the they they they're like okay, we'll talk to him, and they just ended up telling him like, I think the quote was like, oh, why don't you go like, go get like hire or buy a prostitute to cure your bad mood? Like that's not HR advice to give. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's not mentioned here, but it's mentioned in this in the suit. Like I read the the, the actual papers that were filed, mm-hmm. and like the mention about like the woman who like committed suicide because her like news were passed around like work, mm-hmm. and like all these things. Like it's just like completely like oh, like gross work culture and even mention like the thing that's in the in the suit about the they used to do something called a cubby uh a cu- cubby or something crawl a desk crawl i think it's called okay or like you know how they have like desks at a workplace right and everything like uh cubbies and stuff yeah and so what the men would do is sometimes they would like when they would get drunk because i guess drinking at <laughs> at blizzard was like an open thing you did anyways okay which is Again, another red flag to be drinking oh, during sorry, work. Yeah. But they would like get on the floor and then they would crawl between the desks, like under the desks where the women would work, mm-hmm. and then they would like pinch them or like touch them or whatever. That's not in the article, but it's in the suit. This article kind of is like just kind of like short, condensed, but like if you read the suit, there's like so much like egregious stuff that's mentioned that's not included. Yeah, that's here. wild. It's just the question is how is like is it just a bunch of people getting together and and kind of colluding? Or is it, do they have this, like, written down? Is there video? I doubt there's video. I want, video. like, hard fucking evidence is what I'm saying. Yeah, I doubt there's video. Uh, are you asking if there's collusion on the men's side or on behalf of the women? On both. I don't think there would be collusion on either side. I mean, at least not on the men's side. I don't think knowingly. I mean, well, it could be because they, they mentioned how, like, HR is very retaliatory. Or, like, if you mm-hmm. tell something to HR, like, either A, they're not going to do anything about it, or B, like... They someone else finds out that you told HR and then they kind of just like kind of like isolate you or treat you like different or like kind of push you yeah, to that fringe. And is that collusion or is it just like they see somebody that's problematic and they're like, I want to stay away from that person. I don't want to work from that person. Even if you have it. even if you have nothing to do with it, you're like that person's causing a bunch of drama and I don't want to be near them. That could be possible. It could be possible. But also, it's like at the same time, a lot of women in the workplace especially in games complain about how uh it's very much like um not the glass ceiling because that's talking about like promotion well i guess it's kind of related but this is more i'm more focused on like the allegations of like the illegal stuff like sexual harassment and like the whole you know yeah yeah. keeping the kingdom and down and stuff because like they don't because it seems like there's there's a mention in the suit not again not in this article about how they meant uh one of the complaints from the from like the hr department was like oh like the women the women are just um what's that for i think they even mentioned like their like menstrual state is like oh that's what's going on like your pms or something like that which was included i was like damn who like, said that that was like an hr rep or something like that huh. they mentioned like oh like you're just probably like pmsing like seriously like that's just like it's just if I, I if I was a woman, I definitely would not want to work at Blizzard Activision because it just sounds like you're gonna have a miserable time. The getting kicked out of lactation rooms and stuff, the not being promoted because they're afraid you're gonna become pregnant, like or discouraging you getting pregnant, like that's 
super illegal in California. Wait, help me understand that part. Which part? N- uh, not getting promoted for becoming pregnant. Because if you become pregnant, you go on uh, pater- uh, paternity leave, and then you can't be. Oh, like... so they don't want to promote you because if you go on paternity leave, you have a promoted position, and then you're not going to be in not... the office and stuff, and you're uh, not right. going to. But that's like in, in California. I don't know about the rest of the country, but in California, that's like super illegal for you to like either fire a woman because she's pregnant or not to promote her. Like yeah, actively never, acknowledged. I've never thought about that angle. Yeah, because then she has to be on paternity leave, and she's not going to be around all the time mm. and stuff like that. And like for women, since women are the ones that you know that carry the baby, like that's like a huge like discrimination thing. So, a lot of the it seems like a lot of the issues mentioned here are because the women are outnumbered by the men, and also because like these men have no concept of like you know barriers basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suicide thing, I don't know enough about that. Um, other than I've read the yeah that like her pictures were passed around like. Her supervisor was who she was dating at the time, mm-hmm. and I guess he had nudes of her, and then he like passed around those nudes during a party, and then she found out, and the men were like mock. I, in the art, not in this article again, not in the article, but in the documents filed, like the men afterwards were like mocking her, like stuff like that, like mm-hmm. like they would like I don't know, they texted her or talked to her or whatever, but like they kind of like teased her about like the nudes and stuff. So like, like ima- imagine like working at a place where people have all seen your junk and like. They kind of just bring it up to you while you're trying to just be professional. Yeah, the part that's wild to me about that little part is... I kind of just circled... What is it? Never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, I, was to see, I was looking at the article to see if there was more uh, about this issue. There was... Oh, not even the worst part was even... Me- not the, I don't know if it's the worst part, but a huge part that isn't mentioned in the articles... Any of the articles I read but is in the file, papers that were filed was there's a specific uh, um, executive producer at Blizzard. I don't think he works there anymore, but he was he was known to be extra touchy-feely with like female employees. Okay. And when they were there at BlizzCon or any of the conventions, everybody in the group, and it's mentioned in the papers, would refer to his room as the Bill Cosby suite. And it's not because he's funny. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Like the implications is that like he would try to get women to go to his room, and like at any extent to get them to go to his room. So like it was like a known thing that this guy is like a super like super pervy, super like hara- sexual harasser like within the company, both with women at Blizzard and women who didn't work at Blizzard. Like he would try to like yeah. I keep asking. I keep asking questions and it sounds like I'm kind of siding that with Blizzard, which I'm fucking not. Absolutely not. But the thing is, it's so egregious that it makes me wonder, like, did you guys not record any of this shit? Like, did you not take photos? Like, for the women. Well, okay, so taking photos, that would be... How would you take photos of something that after it happens, though? Or as it, just as it happened, like... But if it's so notorious for that, you guys aren't prepared like this? It oh, like, me to wonder. always have something recording or something? Like, if you go to the Bill Cosby room, right? Alleged Bill Cosby. Right. You go in there, and you're like, hmm. One, like, I don't know how many uh, women work there, but you'd imagine one of them starts recording this stuff, right? Because I've had situations at work, or I've had a female mm-hmm. uh, co-workers work with me, and we all tell each other, like, if there's a situation going on, we tell each other, hey, make sure you keep your fucking receipts, you know? They okay. tell me, and I tell them. And we're kind of ready to either capture something, or or at least document it on paper and write down like, hey, it was this email, 
This was a day. I'm going to take a screenshot of this text message. Okay. Just document all Receipts, this kind of shit, yeah. right? Yeah. And a place that sounds that fucking wild, I can't imagine that nobody... I have to imagine that they do have that stuff as evidence, mm-hmm. and it's just not in the suit. Like, why would you put that up in the suit? Like, that stuff that you're, you're holding off for, like, you know, when doing cross-examination and stuff. I have to imagine you can't just go file a court and just on, on pure hearsay. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. You have to have evidence. I imagine they have evidence, and it's just... You don't. You never include the evidence in like the initial like. Yeah, that's why right now for me it's just a little bit too soon to be listening to this. I, I, you know, it needs to be brought to our attention. Yeah. But it's just too soon to pass judgment. I get it. I get it. You're on, playing on devil's advocate. I get it. Sides, you're yeah. playing like devil's advocate. I understand. Um, but that stuff, like what you're asking for, that's not mm-hmm. stuff that comes up right at the beginning. That's mm-hmm. stuff that comes in later on when it's like once you've done, you know, what interviewing witnesses doing like the cross-examination with the courts and stuff like that yeah. stuff comes up later for sure they have to have some type of evidence because you can't just go in with here's an accusation it's like okay well pronounce the, the evidence and it's like you just have hearsay and you don't have like actual documented like they I'm, i know for a fact there's been uh on twitter i saw someone they put like damning emails from like blizzard execs it's like oh shoot like you guys were serious like so they already have there's like there's actual like right. emails that are coming up from like like the one of the the guy I mentioned to you, the Cosby guy, mm-hmm. I forget his name. That it, it's like, he has like a Middle Eastern name. I, I, okay, I'm sorry, I can't remember. I can't pronounce like all the names and stuff. But like, there's like an email. I wish I could find it right now. Uh, I saw it earlier when you were looking at the. Um, you were on the computer where the guy says something about how he's emailing or texting one of his friends or something. Okay. And it says something about like how oh like guys like why don't you come here like where the women are like in like the suite or whatever he's like oh I can't like marry them all or whatever and like oh yeah you can you're middle like you're middle eastern ha 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 that was like one of the quotes and the guy's like oh that's weird you spelled you spelled fuck wrong like it's to say like marry uh, yeah so like there's like a group chat or whatever and it's like damn like that's like right there like that's like the so there is some like evidence it's just like you have to go through the proper channels like when you do it like. So there's stuff that's coming up from like, oh, by the way, like this is stuff that like I, here's like a text message or here's like a group chat like screenshot from like when I talked to him or like stuff like that. So there's stuff, but that stuff doesn't come out till like the actual court proceedings begin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't show up you don't show your hand too early kind of thing. You get know what I'm saying? Uh, what was I about to look up for? I just forgot. You were gonna look for the what you explained about uh you can't fuck them all. Right. Uh, Blizzard. I'm gonna look it up real quick if I can find it. Blizzard exec. Uh, Blizzard executive. I'd imagine some of the uh, ex employees. Uh, screen. Well, oh, now I remember they're doing a walkout right now. Like as at this moment right now, there's a walkout going on where like I think a thousand or something employees did not show up to work today at Blizzard. Okay. Where they're kind of doing like they're doing like the hashtag thing. I don't know if they're like protesting like outside the building in Irvine. Mm-hmm. Or they're just not showing up and work. So work when did today. the story come out? This came out this past Thursday, last week. All right, because I didn't catch this. Well, you're telling me this for the first time. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of sketchy about everything I'm hearing. Sketchy. <laughs> I hear uh, what you're saying. Uh, Blizzard executive. There is a piece. I'm looking up right now. Kotaku. Kotaku just did a piece today. Uh, the, oh, that's where I saw it. Now I was on Kotaku. Kotaku, Cosby. There's like a whole thing. Here it is. 
Uh, Kotaku put out this article. It says, Inside Blizzard Developers' Infamous Bill Cosby Suite. And here's a... Johnny, you can't see it because I know you have an issue with screens, but here's a picture. This is how damning it is. There's a picture of all these Blizzard execs, like employees. Uh They're in a hotel room, and they're holding up a picture of Bill Cosby in a frame. Oh, that's pretty bad. It's so, like, self-incriminating. Like, it's not even... It's almost... I I would say it's almost not funny, but it's kind of semi-funny just how stupid it is. Wait, so there's Blizzard employees in a room. Here, I'll show you just real quick because I know you can't, like, look at a screen for long. And they got Cosby up there. Yes. This is in the hotel room. It says, former World of Warcraft developer Alex Afrasiabi. The guy I was talking about. I couldn't pronounce his name. Alex Afrasiabi and other current and former Blizzard developers allegedly posing with a portrait of Bill Cosby at BlizzCon 2013. So this was eight years well, ago. It's a little beyond allegedly right, right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it says allegedly when the picture's right there. Because it looks like they're idolizing him. It says allegedly posing. So maybe they weren't, like someone brought up the picture at the last second. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going to read the article, actually. Since news broke last week of widespread allegations of sexual harassment and discrimination at Activision Blizzard via a legal complaint from the state of California, many top male developers there, both current and former, have responded with shock and dismay. But while many claim they weren't aware of the problematic, quote, frat boy culture, end quote, leading to accusations of sexual harassment and assault at the hands of male Blizzard employees, Comments and images shared on social media paint a different picture. Based on photographs and screenshots of Facebook posts obtained by Kotaku, it's clear that people beyond Alex Afrasiabi, the man named in the lawsuit, and a longtime World of Warcraft developer, were aware of the, quote, Cosby suite, end quote, mentioned in the lawsuit. That was apparently a nickname for Afrasiabi's BlizzCon 2013 hotel room and seemingly a reference to the name of previously convicted rapist Bill Cosby. Imagine acknowledging a rapist as like kind of like the thing you're going for. Yeah, that's wild. Afrasiabi worked on World of Warcraft beginning in 2004, designed some of its biggest quests, and eventually became a creative director on the 2016 Legion and 2018 Battle for Azeroth expansions. He's also the only person outside of the Blizzard president, J. Allen Brack, outright named in the lawsuit. A fact that's made it easy for many to try to distance themselves from Afrasiabi's con- actions. During a company event, an annual convention called BlizzCon, Afrasiabi would hit on female employees, telling him, and then like sick, kind of like we're like what's kind of like uh, not word for word. Uh, he wanted to marry them, attempting to kiss them, and putting his arms around them. The complaint reads. This was in plain view of other male employees, including supervisors, who had to intervene and pull him off female employees. Afrasabi was also known to engage in harassment of females that his suite was nick- was nick- Oh, Afrasabi was so known to engage in harassment of females that his suite was nicknamed the Cros- Cosby Suite after alleged rapist Bill Cosby. But the Cosby Suite was more than just a nickname or a joke. Based on images and comments Afrasabi posted on his Facebook supplied to Kotaku by a former developer at Blizzard, it was reportedly a booze-filled meeting place where many, including Afrasabi, would pose with an actual portrait of Bill Cosby while smiling. It was also a hot spot for informal networking at BlizzCon, three sources told Kotaku, where people looking to make inroads at the company would go to meet and hang out with some of its top designers. Now, why would you do that in a hotel room when there's, like, spaces designed for that, like, bars and, like, sit-down places? Afrasabi did not respond to Kotaku by press time, obviously, and has deleted most of his social media presence. 
but Afrasabi can clearly be seen in a number of pictures surrounded by a variety of unidentified people sitting on a bed. The captions on the screenshot suggest the album hails from gatherings held for BlizzCon 2013 in a hotel room that was repeatedly referred to as the Cosby Suite in comments. The captions and comments are both written by and referred by name to other Blizzard employees the pictures show. One ex-Blizzard source familiar with the people presented in the pictures identified an HR representative as one of the Blizzard employees present in the hotel room. Wow. Is there more photos? Huh? Is there more photos? No, it's just, just the one picture. Another image from the same Facebook album shows a screenshot of a 2013 group chat called the BlizzCon Cosby Crew. In it, former Blizzard designer David Kosak writes, I am gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Bring them, replies Afrasabi. You can't marry all of them, Alex. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Kosak mm-hmm. writes, I can't. Says, uh, uh, someone tells Afrasabi, you can't marry all of them, Alex. Kosak writes, I can. I'm Middle Eastern. Respond because, you know, uh, polygamy and stuff. Jesse McCree, currently a lead game designer at Blizzard, then writes, you misspelled fuck. So implying that you put marry instead of saying, like, you can't marry all of them. Like, say, oh, you should say, you can't fuck all of them. Mm-hmm. Corey Stockton, currently a lead game designer at Blizzard and Greg Street, former Blizzard developer currently working on a new MMO at Riot Games, were also present in the chat. The chat was provided as a series of screenshots. Okay, here's a picture of the chat. Now I can see it now uh, as I scroll down. Uh, the chat was provided as a series of screenshots depicting a wide array of Facebook posts by Afrasiabi, all under a 2013 photo album. The album contained a picture exclusively dedicated to the amount of alcohol procured in preparation for the Cosby Suite. Let me scroll up. Okay, there's like a case of Coke, two ginger ale, two liters. That's not alcohol. Okay, okay. I see a Malibu, two big things of like looks like rum that I don't recognize the brand. And then like, you know when alcohol sometimes like in the cardboard box, like the tall, like like kind of like how uh, Cologne comes in? In the car, okay. Like yeah. a tall, yeah, yeah. like container. I see two of those where it's like a cardboard box for like wine or something. Okay, it's a lot of alcohol. Um, the album, uh, preparation for Cosby Suite, according to the captions, the album showcases the large frame Cosby photo from a variety of angles held by a number of different people. Possibly the greatest group chat in the history of mankind, Stockton wrote in a Facebook comment at the time, based on the screenshot. Stockton and McCree did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Street and Kosak declined to comment. Uh, come up to the cause so yeah yeah there's a picture of like the actual group chat uh by 2013 there were already multiple allegations of sexual assault against cosby even if a conviction which was later overturned on a technicality wouldn't come until 2018 according to one source with knowledge of the hotel room the cosby suite name was a play on the comedian's iconic ugly sweaters and didn't have any sexual connotation at least not when the joke began Hmm, interesting. Instead, they suggest the running joke was that the rooms in question looked dated like the sweater. I don't know if I buy that, but that's interesting. One source said they were told it was a reference to an ugly boardroom back at Blizzard's main office, which reportedly had similar patterns to the sweater. Another said they understood it to be a reference to an ugly hotel room during a different gaming conference. But in all pictures of the 2013 BlizzCon hotel room reviewed by Kotaku, the walls were largely white and blank. And the decor was nondescript. So yeah, yeah, I don't buy that that uh, that excuse. Another ex-Blizzard source pushed back on claims the Cosby Suite was a joke about ugly boy. Okay, it kind of keeps going on. Um, 
regardless of the source of the joke many of the captions and comments posted on the album are sexual in nature during discussions with kotaku sources who suggested the joke was an innocent play on an infamous room somewhere else also insisted that despite this apparent widespread notoriety that was memorable enough to commemorate with a framed picture they did not know the room belonged to afro sabi specifically Two other former Blizzard developers told Kotaku that when they heard about the Cosby suite through Whisper Networks, they clearly interpreted it as a reference to the allegations against him. In one image procured by Kotaku, a group of women are sitting on a bed in the room with the Cosby portrait. One of the women appears to have a hand on another's breast, which is cheered on by the men in the comments, according to the images procured by Kotaku, and two sources with knowledge of Afriyasabi's alleged predatory behavior Cosby's reputation was apparently the point of why the group of men gathered around his picture in the photos it was such a boys club that creating something like the Cosby suite was seen as funny one source told Kotaku only you can get an effigy only you could get an effigy laid Alex Afrisabi reads one of the Facebook comments on the picture hashtag cause approved reads another written by Cosine However, one source told Kotaku that Kosak was one of the few people who intervened in the past when another Blizzard developer was sexually harassing them. All right, I'm gonna leave it there. Oh my god, there's so much more, but I'm not gonna read all that. Uh, this is a Kotaku article. If you guys want to read it, by Ethan Gak. I hope I'm saying that right. Gak. Uh, if you guys want to read that, this is such a long, complicated uh, topic. Just because of like Johnny said, we don't know like all the details, and like all those details are not gonna even come out till at least. There's actual court date. Yeah, that's what I want to look for, dude. The, the but photos, the fact, the DMs. But the fact that we have this information. And the thing is, I'm still not even sure. Because a lawsuit is filed by the California Department of, what was it? FE, some kind of housing thing. And it doesn't list, like, who are, like, if it's either done by the women who used to work there. Or if it's being filed behalf for them uh, by the state. Mm-hmm. It's really confusing. But the fact that there's like this many reports, I, I know like we're, you know innocence till proven guilty. That's a thing here in the, in the great U.S. of A. But uh, I would not be surprised if it ends up being true, though. Honestly, so there's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff that kind of just makes it a bad look overall. Looks pretty bad. The pictures, the text, the all everything is just kind of like. Oof, like it's going to be really hard to prove innocence here, but we'll see. So far, we know Blizzard and Activision has to say, like, they're like, none of this is true. And then the stuff that is mentioned, like, some of that's either unrelated, like the suicide, or is like so long ago, like, those people aren't even with us, which, you know, they've, admit, some people have admitted, like, oh yeah, when I used to work there. So mm-hmm. we'll see where this goes. Johnny, do you have any final thoughts about this before we move on to the next topic? No. No? I just. I kind of just want to close with just like, you know, in a workplace in general, I work, I work at a school. I'm a substitute teacher where the, it's completely flipped. There's like three men, including myself who work there and the rest are all women. And like, it's like the, the, I guess you could say like, not the mechanics, what would you call it? The, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for, Johnny? Not mechanics. The, when something's at play, the gen, the gender roles not gender roles i'm trying to think of another word for like the mechanics it's like when the the rules i guess you could say are different or like the tables have turned sort of but also like the the just how the relationship between the employees is handled is the like ecosystem a, ecosystem is a good way for uh to describe it the women are very friendly but like you can definitely tell kind of like there's a 
Alliance. Yeah. Where, like, the women kind of have, like, their inside jokes and stuff, and the men are kind of, us men are kind of, like, on the outside. So, it seems like whenever, it's just, a, group dynamics is the word I was looking for. Group dynamics. Uh, right. The group dynamics are different. That's the word, that's the phrase I was looking for. So, I think whenever there's, like, a minority, in my case, like, the men are the minority. Uh, the minorities tend to be the ones that are picked on by the majority. and So, uh, it feels that way? It seems that way. But I think, again, I think that's just group dynamics. That's just how it works. Not excusing this. I'm definitely not excusing this. Like, there's no room in society for sexual harassment. But uh, if, I mean, we complain. Like, John, you, I even heard you complain about how there's like not enough women into like the gaming scene, right? Like, not as much as like we would like to see. No, I said the opposite. You said the opposite? Yeah, I, I've said that I think the way things are right now is pretty good. I no, play with plenty of females, female characters, which oh, I Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the time when you said, like, oh, we should get, like, a woman on here to see what she thinks about. Because you said there's not that many women who, like, talk or think about gaming. That's what it was. That's what you I, said. I don't think I said it specifically that way. I said... Not word I for like word. people that aren't um, so in tune with gaming that have other practices uh-huh. to see how they feel about certain topics. Okay, but I remember you did say you wanted women, though, or a woman. Well, least. that would just be one thing that would be cool. Okay. Either a woman or an older person. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess I just I twisted what you said just a little, little bit. bit. My bad. All right, so I guess we'll find out. This reminds me of the other lawsuit. Remember when Apple had against, uh, no, when Epic had against Apple? Like, that kind of fizzled out. Whatever happened with that? It's probably still in court, so I don't know. But you remember that, right? Like, for a while, that was, like, the hubbub? Yeah, yeah. So, it seems like this is going to be the same thing, right? Like, we're going to hear a lot about this initially, and mm-hmm. it's going to die down until the courts actually start doing something, and then we're going to hear about it again. So, uh, just, I guess, pay attention for that. Let's move on to some lighter topics now, Johnny, shall we? Okay. Next thing. Hold on. Are we still recording? Because I haven't checked. Okay, we're still recording. Wow. That was a long one. Okay, we're already, like, at 40 minutes, so. Goddamn. This is gonna be a long one. Sorry, guys. I just, I just didn't see a way where we could not talk about that. This no, week. these other topics are pretty light, so it'll go. I think quick. Here's quicker. a little more. Le- what's I can't say the word. Johnny levity. Keys? Levity. How you spell it? I have no idea. Levity. Here's a little more lighter. The lighter side of the news. This one comes from Polygon, written by Owen S. Good, which that sounds like a great name. Like Owen S. Good. That sounds like somebody I would trust, like a lawyer. Like, Owen S. Good. Yeah. Owen S. Good, like he's really good at his job. This article comes to us from Polygon. Owen S. Good says, despite short supply, the PlayStation 5 is Sony's fastest selling console ever. Company says it's clear 10 million units sold in 249 days. PS4 sold 10 million in 271 days. Yeah, and that's lacking systems to put out there. Excuse me. The PS5 has sold 10 million units worldwide since its launch in November. Reaching that number faster than any other console made by Sony Interactive Entertainment, the company said on Wednesday. The PS5 reached the milestone on July 18, 249 days after its launch, according to another news release sent Wednesday. By comparison, Sony announced on August 12, 2014 that the 10 million PlayStation 4 consoles had been sold 271 days after its launch. Sony was less enthusiastic about the weaker selling PlayStation 3, <laughs> announced in October 2008 that they expected the console, which launched November 11th, 2006, to reach 10 million units by March 2009. The PlayStation 2, the greatest selling console of all time, That's right. 
has shipped 10 million units as of March 23, 2001, more than a year after that system's launch. The PlayStation 4, which is still a supported and manufactured console, has sold more than 115 million units in its nearly eight years on store shelves. But the 10 million milestone is still significant, at least when it comes to platform makers declaring a big success. In 2008, then Xbox head Don Matrick infamously said the first console to sell 10 million wins its generation of hardware. Conveniently, the Xbox 360 had crossed that line the month before. Microsoft has not announced hard sell numbers for the Xbox Series X, which launched November 10th, 2020. On Tuesday, however, Microsoft Chief Executive Satya Nadella told investors that the Xbox Series X and Series S are our fastest-selling consoles ever. Industry analyst Daniel Ahmad said his firm, Nico Partners, estimates 6.5 million Xbox Series X and Series S units sold as of June 30th. Sony's statement on Wednesday acknowledged the fact that PS5 hit this milestone despite facing greater demand and supply constraints than any of its predecessors. Pushing through supply changes in a global pandemic, we are proud to have delivered a transformational gaming experience that is captivating players around the world, said Veronica Rogers, Sony Interactive Entertainment's worldwide chief of business operations. The company also said that MLB The Show 21, which launched in mid-April, has sold more than 2 million copies so far. It is easily the fastest-selling version of that game in the franchise's 16-year history, mainly because Sony San Diego also developed a version for Xbox One and Xbox Series X under a historic agreement brokered by MLB. Uh, there's a little bit more... I'm not going to read the whole thing. There's some numbers about Ratchet and Clank and stuff. That's Yeah, it's doing well. Yeah, it's doing all right. Uh, again, this article comes from Owen S. Good at Polygon if you want to read the rest. Uh, John, you mentioned right before we started, obviously, that the PS4... It not only beat the PS4's record, but it, it beat the PS4's record in a pandemic, in a short-supplied kind of crisis. Not crisis, I should say, but short-supplied... Ship shortage. Ship... Uh, I say chip, chip shortage. Um, what do you think about that? I th- I kind of think that the nature of the pandemic has kind of sort of spurred along, or at least contributed to this like art of, to this like buying up the system because it's hard to buy. Don't you think? In a way, I feel like that's part of it. Not really. You don't think so? No, not not in that way. I feel like the pandemic kind of solidified people into being more of a gamer you know okay like when the when the ps wasn't out people were trying to get their hands on some type of entertainment so maybe the switch of the xbox or the playstation correct and they spent more time maybe people already had a console or a ps4 right and they with the pandemic they started purchasing more games and then they were like fuck i'm really missing out on some of this content right Mm -hmm. so maybe because of that, they're like, you know what? I really got got to get the next iteration of this. So, I think the pandemic helped maybe make you more of a gamer. You know yeah, I definitely see that. I, I get what you're saying. I do think that the pandemic kind of like spurred like a renaissance again in gaming, where like people who people who are already into gaming were even more into gaming, and yeah. then people who were kind of had grown out of it or were like outliers, kind of got dip their feet back into the ecosystem again and we're like mm-hmm. oh like, yeah exactly yeah. i remember now why i love this in the first place mm-hmm. so we're kind of like 
oh, like now I can play with my friends. Like we're not together. We're not hanging out in person, but we can play online. Right. Yeah. A lot of like the socializing last year moved towards like Zoom and other like online networks. Right. And so I believe, I believe there is something there where you're socializing more through gaming, at least back Mm -hmm. last year. I think even now as the pandemic's, well, some say ending, some say starting again, but I do think there is a nugget of truth there where people are rediscovering or doubling down into uh, being more involved in the gaming ecosystem. Yeah. Whether that's buying more games like software or buying more systems like hardware. Um, yeah, the, it may, it, I, I can't help but wonder if it wasn't for the pandemic, if it wasn't for the chip shortage, would the PS5 still have like outpaced the PS4 in the same time frame? I want to say yeah, because obviously more so. more be- systems would be more people anyways. But I also think, could, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like there's probably more people buying the system just because there's more gamers than there was eight years ago, right? There's more people on the planet, like, population-wise, therefore there's more people playing games, right? Just by, it's like, you know, we call it um Sort of, but it depends on where that population is. Like, there's an increase in, say, China and India, you know? Right, markets that weren't open like last time around, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe not necessarily just more games, it's just new markets. New that regions. could be a good point. Yeah, because I remember, was it Microsoft or who mentioned like, like oh, like this time, like for our launch, like we're reaching, we're open, we're launching in more regions than we did with like the last console. And I was like, wait, was that Microsoft or was that Sony who said that? I don't know. Might have been both. But I remember like there's people complaining about how like, Hey, why don't you release a system like in Estonia or like these other like European countries and stuff? And like, hmm. and this time around, like they launched in more countries than they did for like last gen. So I think you're right. I think it's partly reaching new markets, partly renewed, uh, revigorated, re- reinvigorated like yeah. gamers. Uh, gamers. I think there's something there to it. Uh, so I agree with you there. Um, the PS5. I love my PS5. Johnny, when are you going to get your PS5, Johnny? Come on. Maybe it's, maybe when God of War comes out. Maybe You're going to have to have it by the time God of War comes out. Are you yeah. gonna, I imagine you'll be very... Well, Well, who knows? Because what if it comes out on PS4 after all? The thing is, I can't. I can't. I don't see you holding off... I can't avoid the spoilers. Exactly. If I could. Exactly. I, I don't see you holding off on the PS4 version of God of War, if that's all your only choice. No, I'll, I'll hold off. On the PS4 version. How long can you avoid spoilers? Maybe three months. <laughs> I think in those first three months is where you're going to have the most spoilers, probably. No, I feel like after three months, people just throw the spoilers like in your face. They'll put it like on the uh, thumbnails for the videos. Oh, that's right. Like, like, like that. What? Like that moment. Like that's like the part yes. of like the cat, yeah. the thumbnail. I like can that, see that moment, Kratos dies or whatever. Yeah. Or like, what does Kratos' death mean for exactly, the? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be frustrating. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. This article, this next one, uh, comes from GameIndustry.biz, written by Marie. Oh Lord, help me. Marie D'Alessandri. Okay, that's not so bad. D'Alessandri. It just looks like a lot of letters, but I can pronounce it. Marie D'Alessandri. Naughty Dog Infinity Ward veterans create new studio. That's no moon. I uh, I pointed at Johnny when I said that because it's a Star Wars reference. Anyways, a group of industry veterans coming from the likes of Sani- of Naughty Dog, Infinity Ward, Sony Santa Monica Studio, EA, and Bungie. That's like a who's who of studios right there, Johnny. 
has announced the creation of a AAA studio. That's no moon. I love saying that. That's no moon. The new studio has already secured a $100 million investment from Crossfire Studio Smilegate to work on its debut title, a story-driven action-adventure game. The upcoming title will be led by Taylor Kurosaki as creative director, former narrative design lead at Naughty Dog, and studio narrative director at Infinity Ward. Wait, how? Go ahead. Go ahead. And Jacob Minkoff as a game director, former lead game designer on Last of on Last of Us, and design director of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oof! I'm getting excited, John. I'm getting excited right here. That's No Moon's founding team also includes Michael Mumbauer, a name we've heard of before, Johnny, CEO, former head of PlayStation's Visual Arts Group. This was a this guy was a guy who kept referencing in that San Diego unnamed studio. Remember? Oh, uh, right. Remember we were talking about that a while months ago about that Sony studio that was working on The Last of Us and then got pushed out. Yeah. The remake, okay. right? I mean, the remake. Mumbauer was one of the guys cited in that one. So this is where he's at now. CEO and former head of PlayStation's Visual Arts Group. So he's a CEO of this new company now. Tina Tina Kawaluski, Chief Strategy Officer, current EVP and board member of Giant Squid and former Director of Product Development at Sony Santa Monica Studio. Then we have Nick Cononelos. Nick Cononelos. He's the Chief Operating Officer, COO. Former Senior Development Director at EA. Barry Genova. That's an easy one. Barry Genova. CTO, so Chief Technical Officer, I think. Mm -hmm. CTO, formerly Foundation engineering lead at Bungie and George Allison CFO so chief financial officer former head of finance for the global services division at PlayStation this is like a who's who of who's Johnny the staff will be based in Los Angeles and San Diego with the team expected to grow to nearly 100 by 2022 that's no moon considers itself at the intersections of games film and TV the announcement added Mumbauer commented, we started That's No Moon, I love saying that, <laughs> with a singular vision of creating unforgettable stories and characters that will define and extend beyond our medium. I'm proud to share that ambition with such a talented team of creators and our incredible partners at Smilegate. We recently spoke to That's No Moon CEO Michael Mumbauer about the launch of the studios. It plans to elevate games, video game storytelling and Smilegate's goal to become a global player in the industry. Uh, I accidentally read the whole article. Sorry. So that's uh, that's in GameIndustry.biz. Johnny, before I even read this article, before I even knew who was in it, I was kind of like, okay, this sounds cool. Having read it now, I'm like, oh, snap. We have like... This is like the cream of the crop right here. This is like the top of the top. Well, tell me about the names because you're way more familiar with the names than I am. Well, we know Mumbauer. He was the guy at, at, at the PlayStation Visual Arts Group. They were the ones who originally started the remake of The Last of Us for current consoles. But then he left once Naughty Dog kind of pushed them out. And it's like, you know what? We'll just do the remake ourselves. Remember that whole issue we talked about? I mean, it's that's, that guy. That name is interesting. But I haven't seen his work to be like, oh, fuck, this guy worked on it. Right. No, no, no. I'm not excited for the individuals so much for their roles as much as like from the studios they come from. Like the pedigree is what I'm talking about. Okay. People from Sony, Santa Monica, Infinity Ward, Naughty Dog. Yes, yes. Like those are all like, those are like top, top tier. Like those are like this was a Jacob Minkoff. He's a game. He's the 
he's a game director for this game. He worked on The Last of Us from a design role and also a design role in, on Modern Warfare. Those are like two of my favorite games from different studios. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have, uh, let's see, this Taylor Kurosaki person as creative director, former narrative design lead at Naughty Dog. So this person had a role in The Last of Us and Uncharted in terms of like storytelling. The original Last of Us. Probably at least, uh, probably at least the first one, yeah. All right, because you know how I feel about part two. So, all right. And Infinity Ward, because Infinity Ward is the one that makes the cool like Call of Duty games. That's pretty impressive. At least the story ones, like the ones with the big set pieces and explosions and like, oh, shoot, like the last... Like, no, for sure, because I, you know, I can't really get into Call of Duty, but right. when I do play them, I play them strictly for... The campaign. For the campaign, yeah. And the campaigns are always like blockbuster, mm-hmm. like movie stuff. So like, this, to me, super exciting. Um, the fact it's like, the, it's a story-driven action-adventure game. I'm thinking, this sounds like, a, this could be like a perfect pairing between Call of Duty and Uncharted to me. This sounds awesome. Uh, there's also some people there from Bungie too. So Bungie, Halo, you know, originally. Also uh, from uh, Destiny. So you know that the mechanics for the game, you know, like the gameplay is going to be like solid, at least. Yeah, and when we talk about Bungie, we're also talking about like Halo. I mentioned Halo, yeah. Yeah, okay. So first person? I'm hearing a lot of first person. No, no, no. It doesn't mention. It just says story-driven action-adventure game. Story-driven. Uh, but it's also a lot of uh, not... Well, most of the people that are, like, mechanics are first-person, it sounds like. Action-adventure is hard to do in first-person, though. So I'm thinking That's this, true. So this might be third-person. This, Yeah. I'm thinking that looking at the games... The pedigree for the story sounds great. Yes. But it sounds more like it's going to be a heavy shooter because of Bungie. Just everybody involved. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It could be. But I mean, not everybody in Bungie is only about, like, you know, shooting stuff. There's, like, environmental artists. There's uh, good point. storytelling. There's, like, physics and stuff. There's other things involved, too. Uh, the fact that they have $100 million as an investment tells me, like, budget's not going to be a huge issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. I imagine once they actually have something to show, the investments will be pouring in. Mm-hmm. Like, further, you know, further, further investments. So, this sounds this sounds dope. What do you, do you think it's going to be... At, the more I think about it, it might just be third person because I think action adventure you can't really do that first person. I hope it's third person. Action adventure is not like first person is mostly reserved for like shooters and um, like RPGs, like Fallout and Skyrim. Action adventure implies to me like jumping and stuff like that, and you cannot do that comfortably in first person. So, action adventure, who knows? It might not even be like a it might be like a medieval like fantasy thing. It might not even be like actiony like modern you know what i mean yeah uh this sounds really dope i can't wait to see i'm glad, happy for that mumbauer guy because i i felt bad for him but it's good to see he landed on his feet well since you just talked about uh, we talked about a studio before uh i think it was last week whatever how do you feel about this studio versus uh jade raymond's either jade raymond's or casey hudson's studio Okay, I can't remember the names of any of those. <laughs> I forgot already. Jade Raymond's was the PlayStation One. Casey Hudson's was they didn't say, they didn't say like who they were aligned with, right? They didn't, but Casey Hudson alone to me that's is, bunch, that's uh, is super high caliber. Bioware, right? That's Mass Effect, dude. Yeah, Bioware. Okay, and then Jade Raymond that's from Ubisoft. So, huh? I don't know. What was your, what was your question exactly? How do you say? How do I feel? How do you feel? Well, hearing all these names, how did you? How does it compare to just those one like that? Uh, Jade Raymond and Casey Hudson. 
like their own studio where like they're like the most notable people at their respective studios, right? Well, or what do you mean? I, the people at this that you've named, none of them stand out to me like Casey Hudson. Right, right, right. This isn't like um. I mean, other than Mumbauer, like none of the other people, like are they're not like Kojima's or like no, no. or like Cliff Blazinski's or like uh, yeah, I think a Casey is or Todd Howard's, right? They're not like the they're not household names for gamers. No, like they're not traditional. a Neil Druckmann. Or yeah, Corey Barlog. compared to Jade Raymond, who is and I guess Casey Hudson kind of is kind of there. I'd too. say it's, it's right right below, right almost there. Like there's a Casey Hudson and then uh, Corey Barlog and Neil Druckmann, and then on top of that, I'll I'll put a Kojima. Kojima. Uh, David Jaffe, people like that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not excited for the individual roles. I'm just excited for the collective, you're right, the yeah. collective pedigree of like the talent mm-hmm. that's involved. So yeah, while none of them, one of them, like sticks out, like really, like 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 for me to be like, oh, like that person, other than Mumbauer, but only because we, I don't remember Mumbauer because of the of the time we talked about him, but last time for the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the reason episode. I ask is because we uh, last podcast we talked about this uh, arms race of buying studios. So the only question is like, fuck, like, are they gonna stay independent, independent? or right. are they gonna get bought up? I mean, I feel like most of these people started these studios because they wanted to get away from good the big point. guys, great right? Point. Yeah. Or you know, they want to have their own artistic vision and not compromise on it. That's a good point. Yeah. So I would, I would imagine like, if you're forming their own studios, it's not really to be bought out unless like they want. Or money. they could have just gone directly to the. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like they want to do something uniquely their own that's not, mm-hmm. you know, like behind red tape or a lot of legal stuff or you know creative differences. So. Anyways, I'm really excited about whatever they make because this is like a top tier group right here. I can't wait to see. And again, I love that name. That's no moon. <laughs> I guess think of that line from Star Wars. That's a space station. That's the full quote. It's no moon. Uh, let's go move on, Johnny, to what will probably be our last uh, major. Wait, so what's the moon? Is it just a space station? Or is in it... in, uh, in uh, Star Wars A New Hope, when they first see the Death Star, mm-hmm. they think it's a moon. So it's, it's the actual Death Star? or It's the Death Star. Oh, not the... And they're like, oh, like, oh, like where's that TIE fighter going? Oh, it's heading to that small moon. And then, like, Obi-Wan looks at it and he's like, that's no moon. And then he's like, what? Like, what do you mean? And like, and like, that's too big to be a space station, but they hadn't seen what the Death Star looks like. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't... No one knew how big the Death Star was. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, like, that... Like, what do you mean that's not a moon? It can't be a space station. It's too big. But, you know, ends up being a space station. So yeah. that's the... Thanks for asking me, Johnny, because some people probably be like, what's he mean? That's no moon. Like, yeah, that's the reference. Uh, moving on to the next thing, Johnny, we have EA Play, which was last week. EA Play, wait, was it last week or earlier? No, yeah, it was last week. The EA Play 2021. Uh, we're going to go over everything that was shown. Let's start off. So uh, first thing was Grid Legends, which looks really... It's Grid, which is like, you know, the racing game and stuff. Code, this is Codemasters. So right away, EA is already putting Codemasters to work after just acquiring them. It looks if you haven't seen this if you haven't seen this trailer guys I suggest checking it out if you're interested in grid or interested in racing it looks like they're putting a story mode to what's basically F1 racing like they have these actual live action like actors doing like the do you remember that Need for Speed game they had yeah, like the yeah, the live action stuff yeah yeah with like the cutscenes in between the gameplay they're doing the same thing here with grid I don't want them spending time on that. Where it's like, okay, let's pull you out of that game. Okay, here's like a story that's unfolding with actual people. But then when you get in the game, like it's just like, you know, CGI. Yeah, it's sort of like when they add a story to, I think it's NBA. 
Right, but it that's all super corny. That's all in, in in engine at least though. All right, it's not a scripted like t- like docu series with real people. So you don't like you don't like that idea. I, as someone who doesn't like sports games or racing games, my complaint has always been there's no story to them. Uh-huh. Having a story at least makes me care about why I'm doing the thing I'm doing. Like, but you think if you're gonna have me if you're gonna have me driving in a circle for hours and laps, give me motivation. But you think there's really gonna be a story compelling enough to be worth? I didn't say it had to it? be a good story. <laughs> I just need a story. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to rag on it and say like, oh, it's gonna be crap because I don't know for sure it's gonna be crap. Mm-hmm. But just look at the scenes that they showed us. We're like, oh god, like that was the take you went with. You could have done this a couple more times. Like, it's, it, there's like some scenes where I'm like, ooh, ooh, like that's not acting I mean, real. I can well. kind of see it working, but not this type of game. Like if they made um. Cause you said it's a rally game, right? Grid Legends. Uh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Rally when they do like the F1 racing stuff? Is F1 Rally? No, I think Rally is a dirt racing. Yeah, Grid yeah. Legends. This looks more uh, like all right. this looks like more racing? like like asphalt. Like like they're wearing actual uniform, like sponsored uniforms. Uh, yeah, I haven't played it, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't have much of a history with Grid at all. Uh, I wish I had Brian on here, Brian. Plays that. Hold on. What time is it? Nah, he's still, he's still at work. I was gonna, I was gonna call him up and like Brian, tell me about, but he's not. He's not. He's at work right now. So never mind. Moving on. Uh, we got Apex Legends. They added a new character. Uh, someone who's not up to hip on Apex. I'm gonna summarize what Games Radar wrote here. Uh, Apex Legends debuted a new story trailer for season ten of the popular battle royale, titled Emergence. We saw more of the slick and stealthy new hero Seer as well as a younger version of existing hero Mirage. We'd seen Siri in a purely cinematic trailer, but today's showing revealed some of the ways the tracker can avoid detection to wreak havoc on enemy teams. EA also confirmed some new maps are in the works and included a reminder that ranked arenas are coming to emergence when it drops August 3rd. Johnny, do you have any history with Apex? Yeah, I played it for some time. I got a bunch of characters, but they don't add characters in uh, soon enough, you know? takes a little bit too long yeah there's not enough maps uh i like the gameplay the powers are cool mm-hmm. this character doesn't do anything for me are you thinking of going back to apex now they're adding more modes and more maps or no no, no. the thing too that a little re- too late yeah too little too late and the thing that really got me off apex is you know i don't really enjoy first person games that's true i try to that's true but what really got me off the game is is the looting system mm. just the way that's you... how battle royales are in general though. no no this is different. Uh, I hate the looting system because you go into a tiny building and you gotta make all these fucking spins to find your loot. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, too much of the loot is just shitty. Garbage it sounds like loot. Warzone. Warzone's like that too. <laughs> We're going to buildings like listening for the hum of like a chest nearby kind of thing. Yeah. And then I'm traversing and there's nothing that great to see. So a lot of times I'm just pressing forward on the joystick and not even looking at the screen. So yeah. the, lo- the looting portion, I'm just bored out of my fucking mind until there's a battle. The next game they showed was the one that excited me the most. This one's uh, Lost in Random. Uh, the write-up from Games Radar says, A brand new gameplay trailer for the Tim Burton-esque adventure Lost in Random gave us a greater sense of its dark fantasy world, as well as its unique card-powered battle system that powers its action. As you explore the world, you'll build up an arsenal of cards to use against enemies in real-time, third-person combat, Play a hammer card and our hero, Odd, will instantly receive a massive maul to smash up her enemies. 
summoning bubble shield for protection, and so on. Lost in Random is coming to PC and consoles, including Switch, on September 10th. This one looks really dope. I like I like the premise of like the little dice character you have with you. It looks kind of goofy. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Claptrap from Borderlands for some reason, where it's kind of like the the little use the helpless sidekick that you can kind of like take advantage of kind of thing. Uh, Tim Burton esque is definitely true. Like this has like a haunting kind of like dark but playful kind of setting, mm-hmm. where it's very much like giant creepy monsters, but like there's kind of like a hint of like comedy slash like kind of like playfulness i guess you could say uh it looks uh, again it's like a third person action game i haven't played a good third person action game in a while i was gonna get this seems to like this will kind of scratch that inch of what i want for like a i want to play ratchet and clank i just don't want to pay 70 bucks for it and this kind of seems like this could kind of scratch that platformer how much is it well we don't know but the fact that it's coming on switch makes me think it's not going to be 70 dollars so We'll see, but I'm kind of excited. It's an EA original, so this is kind of closer to like the double A kind of conversation. Like, like how a way out is also an EA original, okay? Where it's not like there's you can tell there's not a massive amount of funding behind it, but like it looks like you're in for a good time. So, and I'm kind of excited for it. What do you think about this, Johnny? Do you think is this something that's up your? It looks fun. The mechanics look cool with the cord and then the random dice throws. You can stop time, Mm -hmm. all these little powers you get. Mm -hmm. Uh, it feels. It looks like it's comparable to uh, what is it like Little Nightmares? I yeah, I definitely got that vibe. We're all uh, not as creepy as Little Nightmares, but definitely that kind of like small, helpless child kind of character uh-huh. in, in a dark, foreboding like setting with creatures that are bigger than you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely get that. Uh, I'll definitely have to play it depending on how much it is. That would be the main factor of whether I play it right away or play it later. <laughs> Just because I'm still like working on my backlog of games, so Lost in Random looks dope. Uh, that we saw like more season two of Knockout City, which isn't a game I'm really about. Uh, they kind of just show like new content for that game, and Battlefield Portal looks super dope. I'll show Johnny and I were watching the trailer again right before this, where it's part of Battlefield 2042, like the overall game. But Portal is kind of like a fun, like, extra, like, miscellane- miscellaneous mode where you can, like, tweak the settings. You know what? I'm just going to read the, the write-up they have here on Games Radar. The latest mode revealed for Battlefield 2042 is much, much more than that because it's basically a mode maker. Known as Battlefield Portal, it's a platform that former Ripple Effect Studios, formerly Dice LA, is building to let players create their own multiplayer modes across classic Battlefield maps spread across four eras of the series. You'll be able to mix and match content from a number of Battlefield games to create new game modes and then share and discover them with other members of the community using Portal. You won't be able to edit the maps themselves, but you can use different elements from the games and then and then various tools to create your own modes to play with friends. So we saw two examples, right? We saw the, the World War II soldiers with the knives against the soldiers with the defibrillator. I can't say the word. He say it for me. Defibrillator. Defibrillators, right? So like, where you're mailing with a knife, or you're mailing with the defibrillator. Oh, I said it right. And so, we, so there's another mode we didn't see, but I saw in a separate stream where it was like four modern day like future futuristic soldiers against like thirty like Nazi players, and like oh. World War Two era Nazi players, obviously. And it was like they're using like their advanced gadgets and stuff like against the the numbers the mode's called quality versus quantity that's what the mode was called <laughs> i like that so 
it's like as a you know as a modern soldier you have like way more tools at your disposal compared to like just like random world war ii yeah soldiers so that's an interesting mode uh and then we also saw like other ones too right where like they were like having like a dog fight between like like f-17 raptors against like world war ii era like fighter planes obviously i think we know who's gonna win that one but <laughs> just the concept of like being able to kind of like tweak and like modify like your own like gameplay experience is really cool so i'm definitely getting battlefield this year and i look forward to playing that mode. i was already sold on battlefield so them having that on an addition makes it all all the sweeter and of course we get to the main crux of the show the thing that johnny was most excited about the dead space remake uh did they say remake in the thing i mean it appears to be yeah, a remake, remake right yeah, okay it's definitely a remake uh, the show ended with our first look at a rebuilt Dead Space by EA Motive using the Frostbite engine, featuring the creepiest version of Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. You'll ever, oh, the song, here we hear. Alongside a nod to one of the most famous bits of graffiti from the first game, you know, the one that tells you how to take on the Necromorphs. This short tease got us ready for when the sci-fi horror classic lands on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC in the future. Johnny, as between the two of us, you are the resident Dead Space fan. What are your thoughts? And I remember this is funny because a while back we talked about how like you said they can't just do a sequel because the previous studio that made the last game made it so there was no room for a sequel. He said if Dead Space was going to come back, it would come back as a reboot. Yes. And it turns out to be you were right. <laughs> it came. It's coming back as a remake in this case. What do you think about that? Well, this is perfect. They could test the waters, see how the reboot, um, yeah, how the reboot, um, how much money they need to invest in that. I'm sure people are going to buy the fuck out of this game, dude. I want this game badly. This is one of the games I daydream of regularly. This and Dino Crisis. So we're getting one out the way, dude. <laughs> we're one for one. Yes. We're one for two so far. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure Dino Crisis is going to happen too. Did you know there's a, a little cameo in Resident Evil 8 of Dino Crisis? No. Uh, I think it's in the demo. If you go to one of the wines... One of the wines has... I forgot her name, but I think her name is Rebecca. Um, well, it's on the tags for one of the wines, and it's a reference to Dino Crisis. Okay. But this remake looks good. Uh, my only concern is that it's made in Frostbite, which uh, the last Mass Effect had a ton of issues because of Frostbite. They were trying to work You used out... to be a fan of the Frostbite engine. No, it looks great, but it only it, it's better for first-person games. Right. And they were having a lot of trouble with the game because it wasn't intended to be uh, for a third-person game. Do you want like a straight-up remake or do you want them to take some creative liberties with the game? No, they could take some liberties. That's fine. Uh, as long as the story is intact, I'm cool with it. Is there anything that you're not sure would work well like in terms of quality of life improvements for the game? Because like, I remember playing the Dead Space because I own Dead Space. That's how you played it. I had the first one. And I remember playing it, you know, with a with a what's it called, the plasma cutter or whatever the tool is, and like yeah, there's a um, it's the like line cutter, the plasma cutter. There's, there you go. Um, yeah, expand it, make it wider or whatever. Yeah, and like there's one like that. Uh, chainsaw. I think there's a a bolt uh, gun. Um, but do you think there's is there anything from the game that you think hasn't aged well or would have to be like replaced completely, or just really the aesthetics? The uh the visual dude, if this thing is gonna be on four K at least sixty, it'll be on point. Um, I'm just excited for it. There's not much, there's not much to talk about it because we got a little tiny uh, uh, 
teaser for it. That's really what it is. Not even gameplay, yeah. Not even like a trailer or trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Just not like a picture of Isaac from behind with the armor. And yeah, it's more of a concept kind of thing. Yeah, it's just a tease. Proof of concept, yeah. But it does say it's an engine. Really? It said that? I yeah. missed that part. Yeah, that looks really good for an engine then. It says in engine footage. Realistically, we're probably not going to see this for at least two years, I'm thinking, at the earliest. No, I, I think... Maybe next year. That early? Yeah. I don't know. May- well, I don't know. It depends on how fast uh, how fast EA works, I well, guess. Well, I'm thinking about uh, Resident Evil. Um... Did you see how the the director for the, the for the original Dead Space, who's now working on the Callisto Protocol, which is like the spiritual yeah, successor. Yeah, it looks amazing as well. He like tweeted out, I was like, oh, congratulations to the EA for like bringing back the... Something that I always wanted to... Uh, on the, con- the game I always wanted to, to like make a sequel to or yeah. whatever. And it's like, damn, imagine, like, okay, like, EA's not going to do it, so we're going to do our own thing. And it's like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it after all. And it's like, oh, okay. So now, like, imagine Callisto Protocol comes out around the same time as Dead Space comes out. Like, Callisto might trump Dead Space. I trust Callisto because he's, yeah. He's he's a fucking guy, dude. Exactly. Yeah, so he's learned all his lessons from Dead Space. Dude, Callisto looks fucking amazing. You guys should see the trailer for that. Are you more excited for Callisto or for this Dead Space now? Well, I already know what I'm getting from Dead Space. Callisto, as long as he does third person, it, it, yeah, and he's got some is. interesting mechanics for the for the combat, mm-hmm. then might See, with Callisto, it's a fresh slate for the story. That's the thing with Dead Space. I love the combat and the atmosphere, but I didn't really like, uh, towards the end, the religious aspect of it. Okay. It felt a little too cringy. Uh, too heavy-handed. Yeah, a little bit too heavy-handed. Same thing with um, uh, Tomb Raider. Has that religious aspect to it, and it, it doesn't quite come out. Right, the supernatural stuff, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it, no, I'm fine with supernatural, but they go for more like a religious type of thing instead of just going for like a cult. I wish they went into a cult and okay. they drew up uh, something a little more insidious. You Ooh. know? Okay. But yeah, that's my take on it. It'd be interesting to see what the reviews come out for. No matter which one comes out first, I feel like the, the, whichever one comes out second is going to be compared heavily to the other one. Like, if Callisto Protocol comes out before the Dead Space remake, then the Dead Space remake, when it comes out, will be heavily compared probably to Callisto or vice versa. So, if they come out near the same time, that would be interesting to see. Because, like, it's like one of those things that happens with like movies when movies are very similar. Like, when Armageddon came out the same year that Deep Impacted, which are both movies about asteroids crashing to Earth. Or like when those two studios made um, Friends with Benefits and that other movie that was like very similar in the same concept. Uh, ah, I forgot what it's called. One's called Friends. One's Friends with Benefits, that's what it's called. And the other one's the Justin Timberlake one with Natalie Portman. Uh, shoot, I forgot what it's called. Anyways... It's going to be tough to compare, though, because Callisto might not be, you know, sticking to the horror uh, genre. It might be a lot different than, than Dead Space, because then what if there is a Silent Hill and it comes out, you know, fairly soon? It'll get it's just like a renaissance of horror games kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. And we're still going to have Resident Evil. Eventually, yeah, yeah. whatever it comes out by that point. And pe- people don't really compare Resident Evil with Dead Space, right? True, it's a different thing, completely yeah. different. So Callisto might end up being a little in a different direction. Right. I mean, well, the only reason I'm comparing them is because of like the pedigree of behind it. Because of the, the creator. The creator, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. I imagine there's like we saw like in the trailer for Callisto, like like you can see their health monitor on their like the the health the sanity or whatever the health thing is on like the bracelet. Kind but of the thing. creator is independent, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Despay has all that backing from EA. They got a fucking budget. Right? True, true. Yeah, you you, can, you make a good point. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I imagine EA is probably gonna go in all this. Like, there's no way like. You know, spare no expense is probably like the philosophy. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I'm not a big Dead Space guy, but I'll definitely play just because I'm interested to see what it looks like. I don't think it's that you're not a Dead Space guy. I think you're just a little scared of playing Dead Space. Dude, I played like RE7, which is like scary. And RE8, Dead Space which is, is scarier. I've played Dead Space with the Mechromorphs and all that stuff. Like, I've played it. It's just not. I just don't really like like space marine games. Like space, it's just not. I'm not. I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm not really into like aliens That's and true. stuff. I'm way more into sci-fi than you are. Yeah, You're more into like a medieval type fantasy of, stuff. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, there's no shame in that. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. How are we doing on time? Hour twenty. We're good. Okay. So we're kind of done with uh, all the main stories so far. Uh, well, okay. We have one more. Johnny, did you want to do the Sean Layden one? You want to talk about that? That's going to be more you talking to me. No, let's skip it. That was difficult to talk about. All right, we'll say that for some other time. All right, so we're going to talk about that some other time because Johnny doesn't want to talk about it. It's already a lengthy podcast. It is. Johnny, we have our first ever letter from somebody who's not related to us. Not Brian, Brian calling you. Related. It's not Brian. Brian's adopted. <laughs> It's not Joe being nice to us. It's not Brian being a jerk to you or me. It's somebody completely different. We have our first letter. Let me go ahead and read it. This comes to us from Tyler. Tyler says, hey, Andrew and Johnny. My name is Tyler. Yes, it is. I just started listening to your podcast. I was introduced to it through a friend's podcast, JR, at the Channel 3 podcast. So JR is the guy that I was playing Fortnite with more now. Mm. The one who does the – I was on his podcast last time, the Channel 3 one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, and I am definitely entertained because I am a delivery driver, so I have so much time to listen. I am listening currently to the episode in which you were doing your pitch about the racing game. This is the one we did about Europe, remember? Yeah, that was a difficult one. Uh, Tyler says, I just had an idea. It might sound dumb, but I know you guys like play plays on words, and so do I. So here's my idea. Mass race, mass race car. Mass race car. Mass race car. Which is a play on the word massacre. Massacre. If you say it fast enough, mass race car. Ah, uh, okay. Mass race car. Mass race car. I can kind of see it. I, I I can see it. Mass race car. Please excuse the typos because there's a lot and there's no grammar. I'm doing voice to text because, like I said, I'm a delivery yeah, I do driver. Yeah, same, dude. So it's mass race car massacre 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 car. I like it. It's clever. It's dope. I think. I it's think. not too on the nose. It's just pun enough. What do you think, Johnny? I think uh, it's going to be important how you deliver that font, you know, on the title. Okay. To kind of spell out massacre. Uh-huh. And massacre oh, like a bloody time. letters or something? Massacre. Yeah, kind of like maybe the verbiage uh, ties car. in. Massacre. Yeah, I think it's clever. I would have never thought of that. Uh, I'm a driver, but would love to game with you guys sometimes. I dabble in Fortnite here and there. I am interested in playing Resident Evil now after listening to your podcast on that. I hate horror games because I am easily scared, but keep doing what you guys are doing. Thanks for taking the time to read this email sent from my iPhone. Because <laughs> you know how we send the, 
Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Tyler. That is awesome. It feels it feels good to get some validation or not, doesn't it, Johnny? Mm-hmm. It feels good to know that it's not just our family members listening to us with their with their sympathy listens, sympathy plays. So thank you, Tyler. Uh, there's some more emails. I actually conversed with Tyler for a bit, but uh, I'm not gonna read everything here just because. I just wanted that initial uh, email. So thank you, Tyler, uh, for reaching out to us and letting us know. And that explains, like, the all of a sudden listens on, like, older episodes showing up now. I understand. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Tyler. Again, if you, like Tyler or, like, our cousin Joe or our cousin Brian, would like to reach out to us, uh, either you have a comment, you have a question, a suggestion, like Tyler did, about the about that pitch, uh, reach us at podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that is podcast at yahoo.com. You can also reach out to our Twitter, which is DuoSenseP, because the whole thing doesn't fit. So, at DuoSenseP. All right. Johnny, I'm going to turn away from the computer screen for a little bit. Let me look at you in your face. Nice haircut, by the way. I dig it. Nice. Before we get to the pitch, though, we're not there yet, Johnny. What have you been playing? Oh, that's right. Um, what's it called? Star Wars. Which one? The one you were supposed to get on. Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. Ooh, okay. All right. I haven't played that yet. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot about that. Yeah, you were on a little vacation, right? I was for a little bit. That's right. Uh, okay, tell me about that. I heard the game's hard. You... What? You just paused yeah I've been, i'm sorry you, and you just like turned off <laughs> <laughs> so i've been playing it okay i want to discuss it but i kind of wanted you to play it before we kind of get into it because you're kind of going to be well you can like lost. bring me up to speed and i'll just jump in later and then we'll just, when we finish the game we can just share our thoughts because i already finished it you finished it so fast yeah okay what did you play on well, it, was all, it was an entire week well yeah but usually you don't finish games in a week you don't do that you usually play like one hour a day if that well, that's no, no, no. I I ran through this thing. I just wanted to get through it because I thought you were gonna be playing it. You didn't tell me that. I thought okay. All right, so I ran through it. I played it on the hardest mode. Wow. But because I heard the game is hard, just regardless. No, it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, it's only the boss battles are that are. Yeah, that's difficult. the hard stuff. Yeah. So, I beat the boss battles, but it kind of got to the point where it was a little bit tedious because I wanted to collect a lot of shit. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the game still. Uh, it does a lot of weird shit, but I I like the direction that EA is going in. So, you know, okay. first person. Uh, I don't think this has any DLC. I don't see any microtransactions. Wait, like, following orders in first person? No, no, no. Uh, there's no DLC. Or there's no microtransactions. No, we said first person. You said, didn't you? I don't think I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So the game is enjoyable. The story is a little predictable, but it's not bad. It's it's good. Okay. Uh, gameplay. I don't really feel like a Jedi though. Right. I've heard complaints where like you don't feel like your lightsaber doesn't feel like it's a lightsaber, right? It feels kind of like a like a like you're just whacking someone with a stick. Right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm whacking somebody with a stick. There was that controversy, not controversy, but a while back where Respawn said like how like like why can't you cut off limbs and Respawn's like oh like that's just not like what we're doing with this game kind of thing like like what like lightsabers should feel like a lightsaber right? Yeah, there's a lot of things I wish I could do with this lightsaber that I it just feels lacking. Uh, yeah, maybe that's because you're a Padawan. Is there a lot of color, uh, color options or no for the saber? Yeah, it's about seven. 
Okay, that's enough. That's about good eight enough. or seven. Oh yeah, since you mentioned that, there's there's some, like it has customization, right? Mm-hmm. And you get different ponchos, and you you uh, there's c- different color schemes for a poncho, and then you have like one other. At least that's what I uh, unlocked. You have like one other suit, and that's it. Okay. So there's like one option for the for the suit. Mm-hmm. The outfit. Yeah. yeah, and then you you're um you're uh, I forgot the name. You're part of the Sith. You have a costume for that. And okay. and you get a, a poncho, and you have a bunch of color schemes with the poncho. It's a little lopsided. Right, I think the poncho is on the cover of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can customize how your what is it like your hilt, your lightsaber. Yeah, the hilt. All that stuff you get to customize it. That's cool. Um, I went with like a, a golden one. By the end of the game, I had a a shiny red saber Ooh. with a purple beam coming out of it. What? <laughs> That's uh, weird. Yeah, I I think my main complaint is just the uh not feeling like a jedi yeah yeah so the force power is like not as like cool as you would hope or what not really like what they do have in there feels very basic feels very uh like og star wars like i could push, push. i could pull shock um, maybe is there shock yeah I, I, I don't think there's a shock i haven't locked everything oh, but okay. what i'm looking at there's not much left to go does it do I, the thing like other ga- star wars games where they divide stuff into light and dark like the powers or no no okay because some of the some of the other star wars games have like a here's the light side path here's the dark side path I think. no no i could i can pause i can throw my saber i can do like a jump uh slash um but when i get into combat i it doesn't feel fluid is really what I'm trying to say. Right. Like other games like God of War, Kratos, that shit feels fluid as fuck. Dude. From what I understand, Horizon, people ahead. compare the gameplay in this closer to like Dark Souls where it's more like kind of yeah. heavy, clunky, but clunky by design, not clunky by accident. No, I don't think it feels that way. It just feels um, like my strikes aren't very intentional. You don't feel like Anakin like doing the twirls and flips and spinning and the flourishes, yeah, that, that's right? What, that's what I wanted. Like yeah. I feel, okay, like, I feel like I'm I'm going to strike, and then I strike two or three times, and then I get blocked, and then I get pushed back, and I get it, I'm still Padawan, I'm weak, yeah. but towards the end of the game, it doesn't feel like I'm doing all this crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's just, There's no, like, growth, you're saying, it feel like there's much growth. Yeah, there's power-ups and stuff, but but as far as the, the combat itself, like, combinations of moves, the, I... The core combat. Yeah, I'm not getting any of that. Um... The story was cool. I was about to, to throw a spoiler out, but Uh-oh. it's it's expected. But uh, when I did get that towards the end, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like, so I feel like the heaviness of 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 being a Padawan. Okay. Um, level design is okay, but there's a thing with it where you have to keep going back and forth to planets. There's only like five planets. But right. then you you explore everything on the planet and it says there's a locked door right there. Get the fuck out. Go to another planet. It's a lot of backtracking. Learn new power. Come back when you're ready. Okay. That's annoying. Um, Interesting. I just got a PS5 free update, so I'm gonna have to play. I, I have room on my hard drive now, so I'm gonna play it this week then. Uh, so, any questions on that, or what are you playing? Uh, right now, so I finally bought Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to the point where I'm think- where I was like, this game's been out long enough. There's enough patches. I'm not playing on a base model PS4. I'm playing on a PS5. So the game should technically it does run better, like with a better. When did they add it back to the? 
I bought the physical copy at GameStop for like twenty bucks. Yeah, but was it not on the PS? No, it was on the PSN store. They just added it like last this month, this past month. They yeah. just added it back okay, on the PSN yeah. store. But yeah, I bought it the physical copy because it was cheaper, and so I think on the PSN it's like forty something or almost fifteen. I'm like, nah, I'm not paying that. So uh, GameStop got it for like twenty something. Uh, the game does have its issues still. Like you can tell. Uh, like this game is optimized for PC and not for console. Mm-hmm. Where like I've compared, I've played it before on our cousin Brian's PC, and like where like the population and the crowds are like full, but on console, like you can tell like there's only like a hand, there's only like a handful of people like in any given area, because it can't it can't like handle ha- ha- rendering multiple people at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like you'll look over a balcony and like you look at the street below, and the street's like super bare except for like a car or two driving by, yeah. or like. You can tell like that anything that's like, ex- like any resources are being used for like where you're at immediately, and not like around the corner or over the balcony or over the ledge. Like wherever you look, like you'll turn around and then people will like just randomly just like pop in, mm-hmm. and it's like oh like you weren't expecting me to like be paying attention like that way kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like you can tell it's still not optimized. Like it still hasn't gotten a PS5 version. I'm playing the PS4 version technically still. But on better hardware on PS5, where the where the frame rate is smoother. Like the frame rate is pretty smooth, but it's definitely not doing 60 frames. I can tell you that. But it's not blocky like how it was like at launch on the PS4, where it was doing like 15, 20 frames per second. Right now it's like at 30 minimum, probably no more than 40. I'm thinking, but like it handles well. Uh, I'm in. I'm loving the the gameplay. Like being able to like. You can like, sh- there's like enemies, right? Like at outposts and stuff. You can just go in guns blazing, you can throw in grenades. You can like hack into like the computer stuff because everything's like cyber, like in the future, right? Everything's like mm-hmm. cyber and techie. So you can like hack in, like, you can look at a car and like you can hack into the car and set off like the alarm. Mm-hmm. And like they'll be distracted, they'll go ahead to the car and you can like go in stealth and you can like, you can go in guns blazing or you can go in stealth, like you grab them and like, like break their necks and then, or, or, and then like hide the bodies. But if you leave the bodies lying around, and like you're trying to be stealthy, and then people are going to spot the bodies, and then you know the alert goes off or whatever, right? And okay, what about the story? The story, I'm um, I'm doing mostly the side stuff. The story is all right; it's interesting. Um, it's kind of like this like heist gone wrong kind of thing. Yeah. And now you're kind of dealing with the fallout of like this heist that didn't get pulled off properly, and so there's like all these players people who were like your enemies are kind of like your friends now and then people who are your friends in the beginning are now your enemies kind of thing mm-hmm. it's very gta it's very like grand theft auto in the story where it's like betrayal and like all this you know you like side like missions leading up to like other missions but then like the main thing that happens is kind of like the betrayal like in all the grand theft auto games when you have like that big betrayal moment mm-hmm. it's kind of like that but mixed in with like the futuristic stuff and like it's just it's kind of like all over the place like you could tell like there's like a huge amount of production value in the game because like the systems like what you're supposed to do with like there's like hand-to-hand combat that kind of feels a little clunky. i feel like skyrim kind of clunky but then they introduce like like katanas and stuff and like melee weapons and those handle pretty well like those are fun to use but the shooting the stealth like this game's trying to do like everything and it's kind of nailing some of it and then some of the things are just kind of like this was either a, like an afterthought or like you weren't you didn't do what you thought you did with this kind of thing or like uh like there's like really miscellaneous side quests like i just did this one where um i have to chase down this rogue car that's kind of developed its own personality 
Mm-hmm. And I chased it down, and it's like, I have to return you to the dealership kind of thing. And the car's like, I'm not going back until, like, I've destroyed all of these things. And they're like, like flamingos, like yard flamingos. <laughs> and it's like, just like once you destroy all these flamingos, then I'll go back. So, like, you go around that area where it's at, and you have to find the flamingos and, like, run them over. And then, the, you, like, the car's like, okay, like, thanks. Like, okay, like, like the supposedly the car is, like, schizophrenia or something like that. Yeah. And once you do, like, it, it drives back to the dealership, and you get, like, rewarded and stuff. So, it's, like, one of the weird, wacky, like, side quests. There's also, like, a lot of, like, sexualization in the game, too, with, like, because it's, like, body parts and modifications okay. and stuff. Like, there's, like, dildo weapons. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, um, not weapons, I'm sorry. They're, like, collectibles you can buy and sell. Um, there's role-playing elements, of course, too, because, like, you can just develop your character. B is, B is the name of the character. You can develop him or her, because you can choose whichever. Uh, where you can be like you can like focus only on like strength like being strong in which case like you'll have like options that aren't present if you're not strong like you can break down doors that you normally you wouldn't be able to break down or jack cars that you normally wouldn't be able to jack like if you can't do it it'll show you like it'll say like oh like it'll have like a picture of like a fist and it'll show like what the skill level you need and then what skill level you have like like it's in red like oh like you're not strong enough to do that thing like you can like rip out turrets and like use them like as like weapons and stuff like that if you're strong enough but if mm-hmm. you're not then you you know that's one less option if you're like techie enough like if you're like develop your like uh like your hacking skills you can like hack enemies to where like um they'll like become like disabled mm-hmm. like it'll show you which enemies you can do that you can hack enemies and it'll show you where the other enemies are in relation to them kind of like a wi-fi like uh uh, they call it a ping. That's what it's called in the game. Yeah. And it'll show you, like, if you hack into this guy, it'll show you who his friends are in the area, like, nearby. Hmm. So, like, you can pursue any of these paths. And you can also just, I think, I'm not sure what the level cap is, but, like, you can develop all of these skills. Like, you're not only forced into one branch. Like, the skills develop as mu- the skills develop as well as you use those abilities. So, like, mm-hmm. the more punching you do the more, like, skill tree for, like, brawling you'll have. Like, more skills and stuff like that. So you're not just, like, locked into a set path. You can kind of, like, spread out and, like... You don't have to be specialized. You can, like, spread out and tinker with, like, different... There's a stealth. There's a cool, which is kind of, like, the way you handle things. Like, charisma kind of thing. Where, like, you have, like, dialogue options where if you're, like, your cool level is, like, high enough, then you can, like, say a certain phrase. But if it's not high enough, then you're kind of, like, a socially kind of, like, uh, stunted kind of in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. So the game is like a, it feels like a fully fledged like GTA RPG all rolled into one, and like I said, some of the things work really well. Some of the things, like oh, can I do this? Like oh, I can. And like I'd be cool if I could do that, but like, yeah. There's so, go ahead. So how does this hold up to the marketing? Uh, it doesn't. Not really. The marketing, like the all like the PR, all the stuff we saw for like the campaign for the game, like. It looks great. It looks cool. But I feel like most of that stuff was specifically for the PC version of the game. Yeah. Because, like, there's times where, like, I'm driving and I can you can drive, like, so fast to the point where, like, the game has to, like, stop to, like, catch up. Like, the buffering kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas when I played on Brian's PC version, like, that never happened. And so, like, again, even playing it on a next-gen console, like, I'm playing a last-gen console game. Yeah. On a next-gen console where, like, where the the deficiencies are supposed to be made up for with the hardware, right? Cause it has a faster uh, SSD and everything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't play as bad as like the PS4 version did at launch where it looked like just 
terrible. It kind of crashes less, right? Yeah. The game crashes on me like probably once every two to three hours, which... It's pretty often. It's pretty often, but it's not as annoying as I expected it to be. It is annoying when it happens. Like, no game, first of all, should even crash to begin with. Mm-hmm. But it's not as bad as, like, some of the reviews made it where it's like, oh, the game's are completely unplayable. Like, that's not true. The game's not well, unplayable. Well, you're playing with patches, though. That's true. I am playing with patches and on better hardware. Yeah. But I'm saying, as the game stands now, it is playable. It is enjoyable. I'm having a... I'm, addicted to the game i'm loving it okay like i love doing the side quests i love the lore i love the explanation of like apparently like the u.s like collapsed like in 1996 and somehow like in the future the soviet union is still like around like what like there's like a lot of interesting lore stuff with like um but you just said you didn't like sci-fi this is not space sci-fi though that's why there's no aliens or any of that stuff i don't like space sci-fi unless it's star wars and even then star wars is more like space fantasy so that's different it's more space fantasy. Yeah. So I don't care for alien stuff. This it's I'm loving it. Um I feel like a lot of the discourse when the game came out was more centered around the game not running well. And I know people talked about the actual when the game's actually playable, the mechanics of the game. And it's actually it's really addicting, it's really fun. I'm enjoying it. Well, I don't think it deserves credit after all the bullshit. Right. Yeah. I mean well, we've talked about this before where, like, games, sometimes studios have to have, like, that kind of humbling moment where they kind of turn the narrative around. Like, no they already had sky. that with, uh, what's it called? Their previous game. Witcher 3? Yeah, fucking Witcher was glitchy as fuck in the beginning. True, true, true. Yeah, they oversold it. They over-promised. But it's starting to kind of get there, I think. It's not quite there. It's starting to get there. I'm just talking about from my experience with the game. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. Uh, I even joked about how like, it crashing. It kind of reminds me, like, oh, yeah, I need to take a break. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, first, yeah, no game should ever crash. I, I played The Last of Us 2. A game is like a masterpiece, and that game never crashed on me. Mm-hmm. So for this game to be crashed on me every two or three hours is pretty bad. And I can't even figure out, like, what it is that I'm doing that causes it to crash. Because each time it crashes, I'm doing, like, something completely separate than from the time before. One time, I remember I made it crash, not intentionally, but try, testing out the physics of the game, where like there's like a B door, right? And I went through the B door, and I was like, I wonder what happens if I go sideways and I run through all the beads at the same time. And that's when the game crashed. It's a B door. A B door, like you would see like in a like in a video rental where they have the doors made of beads, uh, beads, the little ropes. Okay. If you go through the middle, like nothing happens. But I'm like, I wonder what happens if I run. Well, they render all of them at the same time. Like I, so I went sideways and I ran through all the beads, and when I did that, it crashed. <laughs> So I was like, okay, note to self, the game can't handle all these physics at the same time happening at this, you know, in relation to each other. It just crashes. The second time it crashed, I think I was like driving really fast and it couldn't keep up with me and it crashed. Like the car didn't crash, the game crashed. (laughs) And then the last time it crashed on me, I think it was going into a cutscene, which was weird. Because I reloaded that save and I went back in the cutscene. The cutscene like went fine the second time around. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so that's my experience with Cyberpunk. I, I, it's really hard to recommend it. It's really fun if you can get past the flaws, but the flaws are many. Mm-hmm. So wait. If you don't have a high end PC, wait for them to do the next gen patch for the game. So, those are my thoughts on that. So I forgot to ask uh, the uh, update on Star Wars. Is what does the update do? 
uh, adds, uh, we call it, it's 4K, 60 FPS, and it adds uh, ray tracing. That's pretty cool, because I didn't mention that it, I did have a lot of those issues as well, where Star Wars crashed. I got one full crash, mm. and a lot of times I'm just running through a corridor, corridor that I've already been through, and that shit will just start to buffer, and it happens pretty often. Oof. Definitely oh. playing with the PS5 update then. Definitely playing with the PS5 update. All right, Johnny. We're nearing almost two hours. Let's get to the last segment. Because I have to go run errands right after this. <laughs> Let's get to the pitch. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not know, the pitch is a segment where Johnny and I take two canisters. One canister contains themes like space, oceans, Asia, time travel. And the other container uh, contains genres such as first-person shooters, racing, fighting, puzzle, RPG. And we mix and match those two together to come up with one cohesive story or game pitch. Johnny's already started ahead of me because I was explaining. So let's see what we got here. This was tough. Oof, it's hot in here. All right, so you got two, right? I got two. What you got? I have... You go first. I always go first. Okay, I have Feudal Japan. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. I feel like we just did that one so recently, didn't we? Yeah, probably. Like 10 episodes ago or something? Nah, more like three. That close? Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, you're right. We did. That was with the the Indiana Jones looking one. Uh, Feudal Japan in Russia. What do you got? That's a great. What do you got? I got Steampunk. Okay. And Stealth Tactical. Okay, so I'm going to go with Russia for this one. Damn. And what are you going to choose between Steampunk or Stealth Tactical? I got to do Tactical, just because it's a more fun game. Okay. So I'll do Tactical. A tactical game set in Russia. That's a little vague, though. Okay, so is this Cold War Russia? Is this like during the the Bolsheviks, (laughs) like the Tsar Russia? Is this modern-day Putin Russia? You decide. The PDs, I know you're a little bit reluctant, but I always got to check what's what's in the PD. What's PD? Is it the modifier one? Yeah, it's the modifier. Like plot devices. Oh, okay. <sighs> what does it say? All right. So I got Chimera. Like the creature? Yeah. What? How's that going to... That's not going to fit. That works. With Russia and, and, ta- and stealth? Oh, perfect. What'd you get? Secret agent. Okay, yeah, that works. So take out the Chimera one. Secret Agent Stealth set in Russia. Chimera still works. So the way I'm thinking of this, we can approach this from two ways. One, you are one of the SARS, like, private eyes. Like, it's investigating this, all these talks about a coup coming up from these Bolsheviks. Wait, so we're doing 1980s? Reverse, on the 1890s. What? Closer to like the when they well actually no this would be early World War One so like nineteen tens. Alright. So before the Tsar in history gets you know deposed and killed and replaced by the Communist Party the the Kremlin as we call it. Mm-hmm. There there was a time where the Tsar was you know the king the the, the Tsar is like you know this is like the ruler the emperor of Russia, and then he get then he gets he gets killed his whole family gets wiped out by the counter revolutionaries they, they invade the, they invade the palace and they basically kill the family mm-hmm. and then you get uh, Vladimir Lenin installed as like the leader and all that so what well, how could how do you want to approach this we could so if it's stealth tactical do you want to work 
against the Tsar, or do you want to work for the Tsar against the counter-revolutionaries? Um, I guess against. Against what? The Tsars. Against the Tsar? Yeah. So we we'll are be playing from the perspective of like an agent working like like Lenin's inner circle maybe with like Stalin in them or something. Okay. And maybe you're sent to like scout out the palace kind of thing. And like there's guards. So it's like a stealth game. You got to infiltrate the palace, like get past the guards and stuff and you collect intel. And then like, I'm, I'm trying to make, how would you become like a likable character though? Or maybe that's not important. I still feel like this is a little vague. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Russia. So we're doing, st- you said again, we're doing early 19th. Really? 1910s, yeah. 1910s. a period piece then, yeah. Stealth. Russian. I'm thinking like first person, kind of like, uh, uh, what's that game that starts with a D? It's the, um, the Arcane Studio game. Dishonored. Dishonored. There you go. Hmm. All right. Where like you're like stealth, gotta keep quiet. You have like, Maybe not magical abilities, but like, oh, oh, it just came to me. Okay. What if, what if you're working, okay, so you're working for the, do you know who Rasputin is, Johnny? Not really. So Rasputin was this mystic kind of. Damn it. I was going to go there. Go ahead. He's like this mystic kind of con man who supposedly he's like the, he becomes like the close advisor to like the the Tsar, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of blame what happens to the Tsar on Rasputin's policies where he was like giving him like bad advice about how to do things. Mm -hmm. But because he's like a mystic, magical man and the Tsar is like very like uh, superstitious, he listens to this guy. Mm -hmm. And history kind of considers him to be like, uh, he had like really, really long facial hair. Yeah. And like really long nails. Like this guy was like a really creepy, creepy guy. But supposedly like people have different they don't really know what he was doing like what his role was but he had, he had like the the czar's ear where he like he was like whenever like he had like business to do that he was always like to the side of the czar like to like, give him advice and stuff so a lot of people think like he probably like was sent to like misinform the czar or like he had like ulterior motives okay so i think a good way to do this would be if you're assigned to assassinate rasputin like you represent Maybe like you're one of the, like you represent the advisors of the czar who are like you know we don't like that this Rasputin guy like he like he won't listen to us anymore like we need to get rid of him like we need to get somebody like a like a like a lackey like who could we get to like get rid of him kind of thing and so it becomes like a stealth game where like your whole mission is to eliminate Rasputin. Hmm. But Rasputin he's like kind of like a mystic guy right like he has like charms and like amulets and stuff so maybe he has like he's like aware of your like of your intentions and it's kind of like almost like death loop in a way where like you have to eliminate this guy but he's always like a step ahead of you okay well i was already thinking about a sequel so my take on this is we can do the whole rasputin thing but who like who are you as an agent uh you could just be one of the common maybe a police officer who's hired or like you fall in a hard times. You need the cash. No, I think you should be like a general commander. I think you should be high ranking, mm, like I, Valkyrie. Okay, right. yeah, you should be high ranking, and maybe you you have a background in the occult, right? It's like so Operation have, Take Out Mystic Guy. Kind yeah, of thing. so you want to take that guy out, but at the same time, uh, I think it's it's still a story about world domination. So you know about the Nazis, and you know the Nazis. Not uh, there's no Nazis yet. No, I know, but the Germans. They still have like an occult background, with the Aryan race, all that stuff. That doesn't happen yet, though. I know, but that's where it's leading up to okay, part okay. two. Okay. So they know about the Germans. 
And Rasputin's a German agent. That would be interesting. Okay, I'm done with that. So you got to take him out because you know Rasputin is maybe a double agent. He's there to undermine the Russian government, maybe. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And he's uh, he's very powerful, I guess. So they got to take him out. But the point where I was going is, this is the first game, and then then you get to to the nineteen thirty. Maybe this game takes the span of like nineteen ten to nineteen twenties, and then you get to nineteen twenties. To, to like 1930s 35 whatever mm-hmm. and that's where part two takes place but yeah all these mystics are battling it out but what are the powers that you had in mind well i mean if we're gonna go off any actual historical integrity kind of thing rasputin has like the ear of the czar so he's probably charming maybe he has like brain control or brainwashing or mind control okay like mind uh, control. he's kind of like he's basically like jafar from aladdin or he's like trying to control the sultan kind of thing Okay. That's basically what Rasputin is. <laughs> Did you want to avoid World War Two? Because it's just this is before so... World War. This is like early stages of World War One. It's not even World War Two for another twenty something years. Yeah, I know. So sequels. there's no World War Two like backdrop in this at all. Rasputin. No, I know the, the timelines. I'm just trying to figure out what timeline. This I mean, is. you could 90, do 10, 20s. You could do like what the Sherlock Holmes movie does, like the uh, uh, what's that one? One of the Robert Downey Jr. did the Sherlock, uh, was it something of Book of Something, where like even during World War One, like they're setting up the stage for like World War Two kind of thing. That's what I was going for. I guess you could do that. You don't want to do it because it's so overdone. It's just too yeah, and it's just like too far in the future kind of thing to like really think about. All right. I mean, I like the idea of Rasputin being like a German agent sent to like destabilize Russia, mm-hmm. kind of like soften it up during World War One kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like the the Tsar won't listen to like anyone who's like you know like hey like this guy's like up to no good like and he's like like he's so far under his influence that like he won't listen to any detractors or anybody mm-hmm. like badmouths him. So then like the people who have like the Tsar's interests like have to like they start to conspire and like come up with like we need to finally get a way a way to get rid of Rasputin but it can't be us because then we'll be suspected we have to have you like somewhere visible for like an alibi. So we'll send like an agent in our stead to like take out Rasputin. The thing is, I don't know how to prolong this long enough to be like a full game, because I'm like, unless you're starting away miles away, like why would how long would this game take to be kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to assassinate Rasputin, like it's not gonna be like a 15 hour campaign. You know what I mean? So you're trying to figure out filler? How to pad out the game long enough? Yeah. I feel like there's plenty of games that do that, like uh, Sniper Elite. There's not much in there. But those game. are different scenarios, though, in Sniper Elite. Like, you take out your target, then you move on. Like, in Hitman, you do the same thing. You take out your target, and you move on to the next stage. Well, I think Rasputin is, like, the main guy, but then yeah. he has his other little generals. Oh, I like that. You're right. Like, you can't just get to him. You need to take out, like, yeah. Like, you need to soften his security kind of bit, right? Yeah, the people that are loyal to him. There you go. Yeah, and what as- if he has, like, the whole, like, Russian, like, upper command, like, the like the generals and, like, advisors and the ministers all under his, like, control, right? Yeah, and then as you defeat them, you gain another power. Or, like, more information or, like, some kind of, like... You gain a new location, maybe a new relic. Like, letters or information. Yeah, some, some type of runes or something. Are runes like strictly, uh, like, uh... Viking? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Oh, I guess we'll just call them relics. But go. it's stealth tactical, so it's all right. We gotta have some type of cloaking. He can't just be. Well, that's why I say this reminds me of like Dishonored, because in Dishonored, like you're, it's all you can play the whole game stealth, like without killing anybody, like the whole game, mm-hmm. or you can be like 
balls out guns, knives, powers, just massacring everything. So what weapons do you have? Well, okay, you have like a Derringer, like a pocket pistol. Okay. Okay. You got to like load it after every four shots. Mm-hmm. Probably have like a stealth knife, kind of Assassin's Creed style, like hidden knife kind of thing. Okay. For like those stealthy, like, you know, back to like kills or like stealth kills and stuff. Um, I was thinking it's like kind of like a, like a sling or like a hook shot kind of thing. Or like, like a, a grapple? Kind of, sort of, but it's not like a grapple, like to like zip around, but like a grapple to like kill, kind of like a, like a long distance, like whip kind of thing or like a, something like a sling where you can like throw something at someone like as a distraction. Mm-hmm. Like throw like a rock, like huh? Like who goes there? Kind of like 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 Metal Gear. We use like the the empty magazine clips, kind of thing, mm-hmm. or like a rock or whatever. Like you have to have something like something that allows you to distract enemies or to place them where you want them to be, kind of thing. Okay, those are my main thoughts. That's what I. That's all I've got so far. I've only I just wing it. And well, I, the hard part is it's nineteen ten. Like the tech isn't all that. The tech doesn't have to be advanced. Well, that's the thing. If he's a mystic, what about him makes him. He has uh, maybe mind reading, you know, like fucking, how does he do this? Like, does he put his thumbs in his, in the temples and then draw the information out? Maybe they just inform him on their own. He has like people he hires. Who oh, he tortures him. him? That could be it. I mean, it could be like kind of like Loki and like Avengers where he uses the staff to like brainwash people with the staff kind of thing. Okay. Or like Jafar and Aladdin where he does the same thing where he like stares into like the Cobra staff and like they get like hypnotized. I want to go to car chase, but we don't really... <laughs> a carriage have... chase, yeah, then? <laughs> yeah, Let's do a horse chase. We could do that. We'll do a horse chase similar to The Last of Us. We're going to have fire. And, uh... <laughs> this one's tough, dude. Are we going to pull The Last of Us and just switch to the antagonist halfway through the game? <laughs> okay, let's do it. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> We switched to Rasputin himself for the second half of the game. It's like, you don't understand Rasputin. You don't understand his motives. <laughs> You're going to end up liking him by the end of the game. <laughs> no way. No, that's not the way it went. I know. I'm joking, Johnny. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's hardly a joke. <laughs> hey, what do you think about John? Do we have enough of a concept here? Or do you think we need more? No. We need to dish out, dig out some more. We need a little bit more. I feel like this would be, yeah, I feel like it would start off like a normal game and then like after you take out like the first boss or two, like that's when it becomes like introducing like supernatural stuff. Like, By oh, here's like, no, like, oh, like, oh, so this is how he was controlling like the general. Like he has like some kind of like talisman or something he puts on there and then like those talismans or like those relics as you call them have like secondary effects or something. Okay, I like that. And you got to feel... You gotta figure out like what symbols to use. Right. It's like how do I get locations. past? Like oh, I can't get past these enemies. Oh, I learned that one power where I can like teleport like to something I see or something like that kind of thing. Cause that's like what Dishonored does, kind of. You know what? This game, uh, it might be cool if it has a bunch of pat- puzzles. You know? Yeah. Because we're talking Dishonored. Talismans. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta draw things in a certain way. You gotta use lighting correctly. Right. Maybe there's a balance. Limited system. like telekinesis, to, like move the spotlight kind of stuff. Yeah, something like that. Um. Or some, maybe like water displacement puzzles. Mm. Uh, I mean, you get to like you can like do a thing where you like you mark an enemy and you can like kind of figure out like their path so you know exactly like when to cross, when not to cross, kind of stuff. If you're trying to avoid combat, because I feel like if you're trying to avoid combat, combat should feel like tough. You know what I'm saying? 
It yeah. shouldn't feel like, oh, I can just walk in and do whatever and then just, like, zip through the whole game because, like, why well, do stealth and I can just, like, kill everything? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like combat should feel like a, like a last resort kind of thing. No, for sure. I think it, it should be overwhelming. And then, but every once in a while, there's a guy who's not paying attention. Yeah, just easy. Just, like, peeing in the corner. You just yeah. Or at least by the end of the game, like, combat's not as daunting as it was in the beginning kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you're, you're armed well enough that, like, okay, I can finally go, like, all assault, all assault kind of thing or something. All right, so what's your studio? Arcane. Easily Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, the ones who did Dead Space. I mean, not Dead Space, I'm sorry. The ones who did Dishonored. Not Assassin's Creed type of? No, because this is more like stealthy, but like this is an open world game. This is like a chapter, I'm thinking. Okay, and your name for this? Uh, okay, so let's see. We have Rasputin. We have... We have the Tsar, we have early World War One. we have, like, mystic stuff. I'm trying to think of something that's, like, Soviet-sounding, but, like, not too... Because it's not the Soviet Union yet. It's, like, um... But the Power like, Zone? For the Tsar or something like that, or, uh... But the Power Zone, they weren't, like, an accident? He was, like, a general, and he just stumbled upon it, and he started to learn it, or... Rasputin, or who? Your guy, your character. No, yeah, he, no, he finds out about the stuff as he takes out like the generals as like the underlings. Oh, so he's like, oh, he's like, this, oh is what like this is what they had on their body or whatever. Like checks uh, out like a relic or like a, something that doesn't look right. You know what I mean? So it's an accident, kind of. Yeah. Right. Um. So if we're going with puns, we can go with mistake. How is that a pun? It's a. It's a mistake the way his situation and it's mystic. Oh, mystic, mistake, mistake. Mm, I don't know. I like it, but I, I feel like you do better. It's a shitty name. Yeah. I just wanted to punch. Mistake. Yeah. Mistake. Mistake. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, well, okay, let's go with a real name. I'm trying to think of something with the word Tsar in it. But I can't. I can't think of anything with the Tsar because it doesn't rhyme with anything. Something that gets across the premise and everything of the game in one. Operations are, or like something like kind of stealthy, death to Rasputin, or Rasputin's. I don't know. No, this is your area, Andrew. I know history's my thing. I know I get it. Um, it's just hard to think of a good name. Like, I have the studios Arcane because Arcane's like the perfect one for this because they've done like Prey, they've done this game, they did a Dishonor, they've done like this kind of stuff. I feel like we can go with. Let's see. I'm trying to think of anything that rhymes with Rasputin. Putin? Shootin? <laughs> Shootin' Rasputin? <laughs> uh, I want to say something with the Tsar. I think Tsar should be in the title somewhere. Or like the like something red because it's like Russia, right? Like Soviet. Like something with like red, like behind the red curtain or something like that. Or Were they communist back then? No, not yet. Yeah, so... Okay, something with like Tsar then. Something like... Mamushka, like something like Russian sounding, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I think like the like you know the little nest Russian nesting dolls. Like there's something there, kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with you have your Rasputin, right? Mm-hmm. And then you gotta take down this generals, right? And mm-hmm. it's a game about mysticism. So disputing Rasputin. No, it's, <laughs> it's not a debate. Dispute Rasputin. <laughs> Uh, how about since you got to take out the generals plus Rasputin, what about if it's called uh, Six Mystics? Six Mystics or Six Mystic? Mm. It almost lands, not quite. I was thinking something like Mystic Betrayal, Mystic Six. 
Fireworks. It can't have like a subtitle like Mystic Betrayal, like uh, the death of Rasputin or Mystic Betrayal. Mystic Six. I like that. That's catchy. Which one? Mystic Six. Mystic Six. Yeah. And the subtitle will be like something with like the czar or something. Subtitle. Saving the czar for the czar, for the motherland. Well, do what I like know so fucking little about the 1910s. Mystic Six. Mystics? Mystic Six. What about just Mystics and it's spelled with I-X at the end? Mystics. But it doesn't tell you much about the game except there's magic. True. If you okay. want to combine 1910s. Covert Mystic. Covert, like, it's like stealthy, like, assassinating, stealth, magic. Okay, what about just, like, Mystic Six? And then the subtitle is like your name, so you, maybe you're like Agent Forty Six or something. Okay, that can that can work. But let's do Agent Seven, because you're the. Six. I like Miss. I like Mystic Six Operation Czar. I like that Operation Czar, because it's covert. There's like magic elements, and you get the a gist of what the setting is, or no? It's sort of. I think I feel like the Czar isn't very. Now we're just like cutting fucking hairs now, but splitting I, hairs, splitting hairs. <laughs> I like Mystic Six because it's just catchy to me. Uh huh. But it's Mystic Six, but you're Agent Seven, so the subtitle could be Agent Seven. Oh, Mystic Six and Agent Seven. Well, you're Agent Seven. Yeah, you're like the branch off. Okay, I like that. I like that. Like that. It's just like it just lines up, right? There's like, like 007 kind of in a way. Yeah, and it like tells you like you play a stake in this, right? You have a stake in this as the agent that that branched off. I like that. That rhymes too. Mystic Six, you have a stake in this. That's still on the subtitle, but I like how it rhymes. Okay. Or how about like high stakes or like Russian stakes or mystic stakes? Russian roulette? Russian roulette. I mean, that would work if it was like a random element of the game or something. It's hard to come up with a good name. Should we just leave this up for somebody else? Like just kind of shelf it? We should. All right. Johnny and I have decided to give up on the name because it's too hard. If you have a better idea for a name, please let us know. Uh, again, that is at DuoSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. Tyler, if you want to come in clutch again, that would be much appreciated. If not, uh, Joe, Brian. Yeah, or just give us a subtitle. Any any of our regulars, if you'd like to like help us out here, we'd appreciate it. Or any just anybody, really. Uh, we'll read for next week if you can come up with a better name. Or uh, at least a better subtitle. Maybe we'll stick with Mystic Six, but we need a better subtitle because Mystic Six on its own doesn't really sell it. I need a good subtitle or a completely different title altogether. So, okay, we'll we'll delegate that to you guys, Johnny. Before we close out, do you have any last closing words you want to say? Fuck, sorry, I was still thinking about the name. <laughs> and you're like, what? I'm sorry, I was somewhere else. <laughs> No, no. Fuck, I almost had it. I almost fucking had it. Oh, what'd you want to say? Was it something like advice or something like like uh, instructions or like a story you had or what? Does it involve the game we just talked about? <laughs> it does. Never mind. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us. Uh, if you're a long-time listener, perfect. Thank you. If, you're, if you just are a new listener to us, we appreciate the listenership. As always, what? I got it. What is it? Mystic Six, The Curse of the Girth. 
the curse of the girth, he said. Yes. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing the curse of the girth. That sounds like a like that sounds like a Mario style game, the curse of the girth, like something goofy. Anyways, thanks you guys for listening to us. Uh you know how to reach us again at DualSense Podcast at Yahoo.com. Uh I just wanted to say treat the treat everybody who you work with better. Uh male or women doesn't matter. Uh treat others the way you want to be treated, right, Johnny? The golden rule. Correct. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That doesn't mean sexually harass people because you want to be sexually harassed. That's that doesn't work that way. So until next time, guys, be good. Uh, always make sure you look both ways before crossing the street. Uh, left, right, then left again. And until next time, goodbye. Johnny, you guys say goodbye? Goodbye. There you go. There's never a right time Shut to say down, goodbye. Andrew.